strangling someone is typically one of the uh, one of the means of killing a person that takes the most doing. Like you really gotta you really gotta want to yeah. strangle somebody to do it, and it takes some doing to get it done. Halloween night, a small American town, 15 years ago. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I think he'll come back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts, the host to the left, Ron Avis, and I tend to drink a little bit of the liquid courage, but don't worry, I don't have anything to fear because I have my co-host to the north. That'd be me, Adam Peterson, and I know a few things. He knows a few things. Thank, thank God he's here to keep me in check, as we know. I just babble on, and Adam, he fact-checks me. I don't, I don't know like necessarily how much he fact-checks me, but he does make me try to look, you know, well, like an idiot, actually. No, mm. no, no, that's, that's all me. <laughs> But he's not the only one, because just like last week, we have a special guest on board the bus. What? From Places Unknown, you probably remember her. Actually, the last time she was on the show, she and I were talking uh, all about erotic thrillers. And of course, I'm talking about the one and only White Machete. Welcome aboard, White Machete. I know nothing. <laughs> we we have yet to do a show of the three of us, so this is a momentous occasion. It is. Yeah. Very exciting. People, should, people, like, this, people should mark their calendars. This is a day that will live in infamy. This is, I mean, you, you're going to have, you'll have D-Day, 9-11, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White Machete, and, 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 and Adam Peterson. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. On this podcast. is on par with some of the greatest disasters this country has ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But no, this is uh, this this is week four of our uh, Cinemasters of the Universe Halloween Spooktacular, where we pick a Halloween themed movie and talk about it in depth. We get laser focused on that bad boy. And uh, Adam, this is your pick. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand the keys to the podcast mobile on over to you. Uh, you are We are in your hands, sir. So I'm going to go ahead and this. let you take things <clears throat> from here. And uh, I'm just going to be quiet for the next hour to hour and 30 minutes. <clears throat> this should be re- – I'm going to do um, – as, as I was telling you, I'm going to do the rest of this in broken Korean. So um, <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> so two I'm weeks sorry, ago yeah. – Two weeks ago it was Latin. This time it's broken. Korean. Yeah, 
It's broken because I don't know any Korean, so I'm just going to be winging it, and I think it sounds kind of Korean. White Bichetti, you mm-hmm. should so. be able to help a little bit here, no? Mm, uh, very little. <laughs> very little. <laughs> She's had a few hits. She's had a few hits in that region. Yeah. I was going to go Vietnamese, but I, I just didn't have the time. Okay. Well, our Vietnamese okay. listeners would probably really appreciate that. They would. They probably would. <laughs> I've got a lot of letters about it. Our membership from, we have four listeners in Laos. <laughs> yes. Really trying to build that Laotian uh, viewership. So if you're from Laos, please tell your friends. Tell them. Yeah. Whether you're listening to better perfect your English or actually you're a fan of movies. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever it is. If you're just against suicide altogether, if that's why you're listening. <laughs> <clears throat> We're, we're very sternly, we're, we're, we have zero tolerance for suicide. Zero tolerance for suicide on this yeah. podcast. Exactly. It's good. As people yes. know. I, I like our stance. I think this is great. A lot of people warned us about coming out so strong against it, but we did. We did it anyways. <laughs> I'm proud of us for being it's on good. the right side it's of good. suicide, you know. We're brave. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we are not opening up veins on this show. No, sir. No, ma'am. No. no. Not at all. No, no. No one will be mm-hmm. hanging themselves. Nothing. None of, not none unless of that. you're not, not mm-hmm. unless you're doing some drugs, and then of course. No. <laughs> that happens from time to time. Adam, so, what movie are we talking about this week? We're talking you see, you know, Ron, you said we're gonna do we're in the middle of a Halloween spooktacular. Whoa. Which is the official title of this. We we have made it to uh the quintessential Halloween movie, Halloween. Mm. It's just called Halloween. Yeah. Keeping it simple. I like it. Just, yeah. Straightforward. Which Halloween? There's a couple. Halloween. (laughs) We're talking about 1978. The original. Yeah, the Mac Daddy. We're going back to the original. That's what I like. The OG, as uh, cooler people have said than me. I just said that. I just said that. That's why why I was was referencing (laughs) you, because you're cooler than me. Uh, So this movie... Released October 27th, 1978. Very appropriate release date. We've talked about some Halloween, some scary movies that have been released in May. Uh, some in February. February. Not, mm. Those aren't very scary times Ew. of the year. Oh, man. That's no. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. This is four days before the big day. Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's It's got a 7.8 on IMDb. Uh 87 on Metacritic. Mm. So it's it's up there. It, Nine, yeah. 96% of 72 critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Got the 96. Almost almost there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because Eight. this movie actually up for, initially didn't it have wasn't it panned by a lot of critics? Who are these who the, are these people who are like trying to get trying to make up for like, you know, their mistakes initially. Like I, I feel like I've read that somewhere. Like a lot of critics, like one of the only major critics to actually come forward and say this was a really great movie and recommend it was uh, Roger Ebert. Gene Shallot. <laughs> <laughs> Raved about this film. His mustache is the real hero. <laughs> it's the real he American would not hero. Shut up about this movie. He loved it so much. What's funny is I almost said, did he really? Um, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure he probably did. If I had to guess, I would say White yes. machete, deadly, but gullible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, only 89% of audiences 
Audiences are apparently a little, little more skeptical than critics. 89% of the Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it a yes. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. 11% of people are apparently stupid, but whatever. Um, hmm. Estimated budget, $325,000. Not a lot of cash, <laughs> even in 78. No. Um, How much of that went to Donald Pleasance, I wonder? I hope most of it, because he, er- <laughs> he deserved it. All 18 I mean, minutes of screen time. He, well, he's like the Hannibal Lecter of this movie. It may not have been a lot of screen time, but he, he's Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Um, the movie made domestically... Uh, forty-seven million one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and that's it. That's all Ooh. the money it made domestically in this country. Adam, <clears throat> did you yes. bother to go and and calculate that in twenty twenty dollars? Uh, more than that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> so that's a lot. It that's is a lot. If you take that and you increase it by some, that's a crack research team right there. <laughs> you will get more, and that is math. So. It's a learning podcast. It is math. Math, yeah. kids. You learned math tonight. Huh. You're welcome. That's good. <clears throat> I guess I'm just still high off the NTI from today. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <sighs> that, we, we like to keep these shows evergreen, but it, that we're a smack dab in the middle of the COVID. Oh, that Rona. It's bringing us down. We're fighting back. <laughs> Fighting back, darn it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get political. No, that's all right. No, this okay. is secretly a very political podcast. It is. People people are getting the vibes. They're reading the undertones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph Nader. <clears throat> Ralph Nader. Uh, Michael so, Dukakis. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about him the other night. We were. We were talking about him the other night. That's right. Dukakis? Yes. Well, yeah, because he was in 1987's The Gate, and then... Yes. Interesting fact. You don't don't check this because it's true. You don't have to check this. Okay. It's put, true. Put, yeah. put your phones away. Uh, right. While campaigning during 1987, he filmed the gate, and then he went on to lose the election. Yep. Oh. That's your factoid of the day. There you go. Yeah, Flip. he was a bit of a dud. He was also the drummer for Cinderella. What? I yeah. thought it was Rat. I, I didn't, I did not know any of this. You're right, Adam. I just I'm knew so his sorry. Mom. It was rat. My bad. Don't don't correct me. Okay. Don't get on don't get on the Twitter and correct me. It was rat. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. You're the metalhead, so, dude. That's that's me. That's what everybody knows me as. I'm metalhead. In, I'm into I'm into all that um, the metal tunes. A lot of sleeveless jackets. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I technically I don't own sleeves. Nothing I have has sleeves. It just okay. I can't stand them. It's wow. it's not metal. It's not. Okay. You have sleeveless pajamas. Yep. <laughs> You're talking sleeveless from the shoulder. Anything that or would be considered I a think sleeve, that's I've eliminated. How it works. Okay. <laughs> Anything. Well, I didn't know <laughs> some people have how a have a thing work? against long sleeves. So I wasn't sure if you were referring to sleeves as long sleeves or mm-hmm. sleeves at all. Mm. I just needed some clarity. But yeah. Okay. I'm with you. That's very metal. That's extreme I will, metal. I will well, say that's Adam that, uh, for you. a sleeveless turtleneck does not go over very well at no. formal events. A sleeveless mock turtleneck. That's what it's all about. <clears throat> yeah. Not a lot of people into Actually, that Actually, I think all mock turtlenecks are sleeveless, technically. Yeah. The little dickies. The little dickies. Exactly. Yeah. 
Did Uncle Rico wear those from Napoleon Dynamite? Maybe. If he didn't, he should have. Yeah, I think he did. I'm going to say he did. No, but you know what? I just saw... That's funny that you say Uncle Rico, because I just saw that he was in Frighteners 2. What? There was a Frighteners yeah. 2? Yes, there was. And actually, when I looked it up, I was like, hang on. I saw this. No, that was, a, that was a fever dream you had. <laughs> no, 1988. I feel like 1988 means you would have seen it, too. Wait, what? No, The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox, that came out in the 90s. How has The Frighteners 2 come out in 1988? Hold on. Do I have the wrong... Am I saying the wrong movie? Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Fright Night, not Frighteners. Fright Night. Fright Night 2. Oh, okay. Fright Night 2. Okay. Sorry. Frighteners. No, that's Fright my bad. Night. That's my bad. I, I forgot. There's no, just a lot of bad. fright all around. <laughs> yeah. I got those mistaken. Beg your pardon. Abundance of fright. I beg your pardon. That's all right. We're talking about yeah, spooky sorry. things. I'm drunk. Spooky things bring well, about Tommy, fright. Well, the, Tommy, the whole reason this came up is because Tommy Lee Wallace, who worked on, uh, he, he was also from Bowling Green. He worked on uh, Halloween 1 and 2, and he's the one who actually wrote and directed Season of the Witch. But he worked on Fright Night 2. Sorry. Oh, is he the one who was married See? to uh, the nurse character early in this movie? Uh, the one who was riding know. along with, with Loomis? I think I read that somewhere that the actress who played the nurse early in the film was married oh. to the director of Season of the Witch. We're just popping oh. at the seams with trivia right here. We just we can't are. Just wait. It's we just can't all even kinds wait. of information. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but it was weird because when I looked, I just looked up Fright Night, not Frighteners, um, too, and I was like, "Get out of here!" It's the dude from Real Genius. And then I was like, Val "Holy Kilmer. crap!" It's also the dude from. Napoleon Dynamite. Right on, man. Wait, wait, wait. I know. Sorry. Was he, the dude from Napoleon Dynamite in Real Genius? Yes. Uh, the uncle. Yeah. Which? He was yeah, the one he's that the was, guy uh, registering all the Fritos. He was oh the guy that was like God. just randomly came up from the basement That's or whatever. Him? The dude yeah. who had disappeared into the basement? Yep. Yes. But when you look up Fright Night 2, he looks just like he did in that movie. I'm which blo- is why I was like, hang on. My mind is blown. John Grise, the man of a thousand faces. This is the John Grise podcast, everybody. <laughs> the John Grise <laughs> podcast. Just, let's just I love scrap. that you guys even know his name. I'm like, let's I don't know that one did. That's Adam for you. Let's just scrap this whole too. Halloween idea and just talk about John Grise for a minute. You know what? I'm just going to throw um, my notes are gone. <laughs> They're gone. John notes Grise. are gone. Uh, let's get uh, let's get some audience reactions to John Grice. <laughs> Born in California. That? <laughs> that during is a the real gold mustache hair. That is not Hollywood mustache hair. Nope, it's all his homegrown. Real deal. Yeah. No, I'm sorry for for wrecking your. Uh, I'm, I'm going to shut up I, and let I did you. It. I did it no, first. With this Mr. tangents. Wallace. This is what we do. We 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 suckle on the tangent. Sweet sweet well, tangents. Here's what we're gonna, we're talking John Grice. How about yeah. we just we switch it over to John Carpenter. Oh, let's nice do it. Bring segue. it back around. We go. We're bringing it back around full circle, show. kids. Oh, we brought so it home it. with another John. Ferris Bueller, you're my two hero. Johns, dear Johns. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he was the director and writer of this film, along with Deborah Hill, who also wrote the film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This is the well, third gotta, film he directed. I, I'm sorry. I, I just have to say, uh, White Machete there, she she did drop an interesting little... She she had hinted at a little tidbit there. Uh, John Carpenter is from Kentucky. He He's from Bowling Green. Yeah. Isn't that really cool? We think it's cool. I think it's cool. I claim there's John Carpenter. There's a lot of places you could be born mathematically to be born in Bowling Green. <laughs> is impressive. Well, and 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 also... The uh, Tom Wallace was also from Bowling Green. So, and Tom not Skerritt. As famous, not as famous, but okay. <laughs> no, but he worked on a lot of good things. Well, he worked on uh, Stephen King's It. Mm. The one mm. that was on uh, TV. Anyway. Uh, two, I was just shocked. I was like, right there. two people from Bowling Green? Get and out that's of here. All that's, that's, ever been, that's all that's ever lived there. Stephen King, also from Bowling Green. That's right. Bowling Green, New Hampshire. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think it was Bowling Green, New Hampshire or Maine? Maine. I thought it was Bowling Green, eh, it's Maine. It's one of those northeastern colonial yeah. areas. <laughs> I like that you're taking that like like you just got told. You just got corrected. You did. It's great. I'm used to it. It's fine. Um, I count on it. <laughs> <laughs> that way it'll hear about you know, it. Later. I'm just making stuff up, which is great. About twenty Adam, about I want to know about John like, Carpenter. Oh, I can't wait to tweet him. <laughs> to tweet John Carpenter or Stephen King. Or John Grise. Or me. I don't even know who you're gonna Or me. You know, who, or all of those folks. All of them. Mass tweeting. Mass tweeting a stereo. Uh, okay, Adam. Back to you, sir. So John John uh Carpenter, he made some other movies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, did? He, made, he, he did. He did a few. Um, the Fog, another big one people liked. Yeah, uh, Escape from yeah. New York. Uh huh. The Thing. He remade ne- The Thing. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's crazy. Lo- I I love The Thing. That's a that is a classic. That's what she said. Yeah. Sorry, that was <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll allow it. I'll, any low hanging fruit, I'm gonna take. I'm just letting everybody you take know it right all now. day long. <laughs> it's mine. Well, you're supposed to get six to eight servings of fruit a day, so I, that's, that's just healthy I, living. That's, where, that's how I stay it healthy. Is. That's how I stay healthy and fit. That's how you defeat the Rona. Health. We're all about health. That's right. Um, let's see. He also did Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, love that a lot movie. of people like that film. It's a great that's film. A big one. That's a big one. I'm a big fan of They Live. Roddy Roddy Piper. Yes. Wait, no, no. Okay. Rowdy Good. Roddy Piper. Sorry. It's kind of it's the same. It's just kind of my apologies. My just apologies say it real fast. Rock and wrestling. You don't even have to make sense. Roll, roll, route. Yeah, it's hard to say. Really, really, really. <laughs> the roger. That's right. Scooby Doo. Um, and in the mouth of madness, I stopped myself there because he's made other movies, but I didn't want to talk about the Ghost of Mars. Um, That's a weird one. That's a weird one. We should talk about someday. Yeah, we probably we probably don't need to actually. There's a lot of other uh, movies. Oh, I would oh, do the it. gate. I would do the gate two before I would do Ghost of Mars. <laughs> oh, okay. Come on now, come on now. It's got Sam Neill in it. That's that's you know. <clears throat> he's not chopped liver. Have you seen he's the gate no, two? It's amazing. It's he's amazing. no Neil like Lewis. What, what was the guy? Who was the guy from the gate? Lewis. Uh, Lewis Trip. To Lewis Trip. Are that's you balking right. at Lewis Trip? Terry, baby. Terry. Terry. Terry's Back up, my hero. Terry. Terry's my hero. 
I don't know this show, movie. The Gate? Terry. Well, then you're just going to have to listen to the last episode. Yeah, you're going to have to listen to all about it. Okay. You'll be enticed to watch it. We, right. we just we just titulated you. <laughs> You've been I'm titulated. Not, um, I'm marking it. Uh, okay. So uh, also, uh, I did Deborah Hill. She because she's a co-writer. Uh, yeah. She's dead. Yeah. Uh, she died. Uh, but she also uh, wrote some of the other Halloween series movies, um, and uh, The Fog and Escape from L.A. She right. she was more of a producer. Did a lot yeah. more producing. Yeah. Like yeah, clue. She, she was a collaborator of uh, John Carpenter's for sure. Head office mm. with Judge Reinhold. She's Classic. also really important to the uh, mythology of this movie. She she's from um, Bowling Green. No, uh, no, no. She's not from Bowling Green, is she? Bo- she's from Bowling Green, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, she's from Haddonfield, New Jersey. The uh, the the town. Uh, well, the town Haddonfield, Illinois, where this movie takes place. She she's actually from Haddonfield, New Jersey, which is the one of the places uh, where the the, the 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 true story, the true events of which this movie is takes some inspiration from. Are you guys familiar with that? I'd like no. you to share with us, Ron. Yeah, the, but, in, but yeah, okay. in the seventies there was a uh, there was a serial killer. Uh, I don't want to say his name wrong, but it's like Richard. Biegenwald, I think his name, Big Walden, mm. Big Wald. Uh, mm. He he killed Mm-mm. about a half a dozen. We will not girls. go forward with this until you get that name right. <laughs> let me fact. Let me let me go ahead. Let me let me do this. Uh, uh, Siri, how do you how do you say Richard Biegenwald? <laughs> oh, I don't have any Siri enabled right now. But okay, no, there there okay. was a there was a serial killer in the seventies in New Jersey, and uh, he. It's he. He's part of the inspiration for this film, and uh, also the uh, scene, the opening scene from Scream, the uh, 1996 Scream with Drew Barrymore. Apparently, mm-hmm. the guy targeted babysitters, and uh, that he's he's just this infamous serial killer, and she's from that town. Yeah. Or wow. I might have made all of that up, actually. <laughs> yeah. Did you? It's interesting. Well, I knew she was from Haddonfield, New Jersey. Yeah. So they made up Haddonfield, Illinois. Right. Yeah. Actually, the, this town is an, an, a, like an amalgamation of uh, her hometown and, and John Carpenter's uh, home. Bowling Green. Bowling, Bowling Green, Green. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of references to Bowling Green in this movie, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Street, street names and such. And such. And what have you. <laughs> a lot of the houses mm. in this movie look like the houses from Bowling Green. If you pay close attention, they have roofs do, yeah. and walls. And if driveways. you ignore that they look like California, they do look <laughs> totally like Bowling Green. Lot. There's a lot of palm trees in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Let me tell you. Yeah, uh, it's a very balmy, yeah. balmy uh, climate down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why so many people visit. There's a lot of people not wearing pants and wearing like tank tops and such for Illinois at Halloween time. I yeah. noticed. Not a lot I of took note not of a lot of leaves turning colors in this town either. By the way, <laughs> if you're, like yeah, you know there were the streets. there were a few scenes though that looked like classic, you know, warm and fuzzy. Like yeah, Halloween. It looked that way. I felt. I don't know how true but this yeah. is. I don't. I I don't know. If this could be made up i'm not really sure i don't i didn't i'm not a professional i didn't care to 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 fact check this but uh 
apparently Robert England was uh, paid, or maybe not paid, but just was on on set throwing dried up dead leaves into the yards of some of the houses to make it look like Halloween. Just for the oh. simple joy of it. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even know they were filming a movie. That's just something that he does. That was just something, yeah. He's like a cat thrower, <laughs> he, but a leaf He's wild thrower. that way. <laughs> just rolling around, jumping into giant piles of leaves like a little rascal. Ah, Freddy Krueger. That guy. <laughs> that, that Robert England. What a card. <laughs> As you are, Adam. So let's see here. Let's see here. There's uh, other people that made this movie happen. Those are the actors. This is the part of the show where we get to, where Ron usually transitions to the people who are in the movie. Yeah, let's do mm-hmm. it. Uh, the, not, a uh, lot of, not a lot of huge names. Uh, except for Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Have, you, have you never seen The Puma Man? Because he was in that. The Puma huh. Man. I did not know that was him. Oh, it was. That's a classic. Yeah. Ron, it's, where are you, bud? You haven't <clears throat> seen The Puma Man? I have, it's amazing. I have, I have bed sheets of The Puma Man, thank you very much. <laughs> I sleep snugly under the sheets of Puma Man every day, and I have okay. for the last 42 years. I love it. <laughs> I can tell I you, it. folks. I have a sleeping never, bag. That's it. You got a sleeping if you, bag? If you've never seen The Puma Man, po- po- you're doing Puma yourself a Man disservice. action figures. I played in I the mean, bathtub with them all the time. The whole The concept of making a movie... About a man who wears Puma sneakers. One is genius. <laughs> That's where but they got two, the shoe. The only, you can, yeah. You can only go up. You know what I mean? He has a cape for when he flies. So I'm just, just going to oh, throw okay. that out there. Magic yeah, slippers. I, forgot, I did Ma- forget about Magic that slippers. Don't yeah. forget those. Well, he just clicks the heels. <laughs> That's Donald Pleasant's for. I mean, just magic. Yeah. It's magic. Well, he was paid the most, right? Out of the actors in this? He sh- as well he should be. Yeah. He was paid well, the most yeah. and worked the least. I did feel like he, he was pretty sparse in, in this movie, but I'm sorry. It was I'm, it's I'm, just, it was a smattering. It was, you it know, was. Yeah. to tantalize the audience. You're like, ooh, when are we going to mm-hmm. see some more Loomis? I'm really it was yeah. just the right amount going. of Donnie. Just the right amount of Donnie. This guy seems like a really, really good doctor that I should know more about. Yeah. His screaming calms the nerves. It does. <laughs> just makes you feel at home. He's a very agitated doctor. <laughs> <clears throat> but he's he, like he a is, Seinfeld he, character. He's like Jason Alexander. <laughs> he does have a license for that firearm, though, Ron. He does. So don't worry about that. And he's ready <laughs> to show it. And he's ready to show. You know, as most doctors on the ready, (laughs) um, most most psychiatrists who violently pursue uh, their patients with a gun uh, are licensed. Mm -hmm. That's standard practice. Doctor Lewis, standard practice for for sure. You know, he's just he's licensed in more ways than one. And he was in this movie. He was in the second one. Yeah. I'm a bit He's, late on that. I'm a bit late on that, but I'm going to Listen, I'm gonna go man, ahead and you brought that home. I did. I did. It Here's, wasn't really it was a slam dunk. It was kind of like a it was like a finger roll layup, but I'm going to take it. And here's I'm the edit best that part. to make it seem like I just nailed that. That's what I was going to say. You get to edit this. So mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to I mean, you could even put fanfare behind it so it sounds like there's I just might. other I just people. Might. You yeah. might have a crowd cheering it's, behind me. It's going viral. People are talking about it. Ladies swooning. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ladies. 
They love me. So we got we got Donnie Pleasance. Yep. Big D Pleasance. Um, also featured in this movie is a, a very young Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. This is before she started doing the yogurt commercials. Before she's she had short, short pixie hair, which is kind of yes. her trademark, her trademark dude yeah. from here on out. This was her film debut, I think. It is. was. <laughs> I believe that's how you pronounce that. Yes, I do think. That's <laughs> yes, and she, we don't she's the daughter French. of uh, a famous scream queen herself. That's right, Jennifer Jason Lee. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, from Bowling Green. Yes. <laughs> so, she got her big break uh, working the drive-through at McDonald's. Or was it Wendy's? I always get the two mixed up. I think it was McDonald's. Okay. But it was definitely the McDonald's of Bowling Green. It was the yes. Bowling Green McDonald's. <laughs> but we're I'm sorry, the... Adam. I keep, we, we keep we're never going to get through okay. this thing. <laughs> no, I was just going to add uh, the Bowling Green and McDonald's where the ice cream machine actually always works. Always. Which, yes. <laughs> and that is why it's famous. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People come from Wendy's miles Wendy's may have their old-fashioned hamburgers. Yep. We got a ice cream machine that works. That's our claim to fame. It's good. Uh, you will recognize Jamie Lee Curtis from other films that have been made, uh, mm-hmm. like the movie Perfect. That was another film she was in. Mm-hmm. She was in the movie okay. House Arrest. Oh, that's classic. True. That's true. She was. Uh, Beverly Hills yeah. Chihuahua. She was in that one. You, yeah, you're getting some humdingers there. Several awards, filmography, several awards, a lot of them. Razzies, fish called Wanda. That was another film. She was in that Trading Places. I think so. We get to see her Jamie Lee wig. (laughs) No, it was like Freaky Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, she was. She was in that. Yeah, with Lindsay Lohan. Yes, yes. Uh, True Lies. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That with Tom Arnold. Really Starring he Tom Arnold, of course, yes. The Tom Arnold vehicle, true lies. <laughs> it really launched his career, when you think about it. It did. He he's started, been a household name ever since. He started at a meatpacking factory in Iowa, and from there, rose to the silver screen, Tom Arnold. Who is the more famous Iowanian? <laughs> I don't know if that's mm. a word. Would it be, is is it he or Ashton Kutcher? Oh, definitely Ashton, I would say. Right? Tom Arnold's famous for being married to Roseanne. And True Lies. And And True Lies. Lies. Yeah. And And he, like, went off a a bender at one time, right? (laughs) Like, he did something. I don't remember. He was, like, high on cocaine, wrecked a car or something. I don't remember. I kind of feel like I'd imagine he's been involved in this scandal or two, probably. I mean, he yeah. did marry Roseanne for love. Yeah, obviously for love. <laughs> well, they were. I mean, they. I. I feel like when Roseanne became famous, weren't they? They were already an item. They were constantly like making out on TV. I remember. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that one stick. That one sticks with you. Who else is in this in thing? Red. Are those We have other people? actors. There are okay. other people. Let's, um, let's run them down. Uh, Nancy uh, 
Kai's keys. Pelosi? Not sure. I didn't okay. get to ask her how okay. to pronounce her name. Uh, but she plays mm-hmm. Annie. Oh, Annie. Annie, who does the most laundry of any actress in this mm-hmm. film. Annie was really bringing a Jennifer Grey feel. Ooh, she did. Yeah, she did. I yes. Totally yeah. That. That's. I why mean, I was in the so button-up shirt, Annie, there was there was a lot happening there where I was like, "Wow." She was in. She was in Halloween one, two, and three. Hmm. What? Well, she yeah. played different characters, obviously, in all of those. Yes. Her acting was, you know, fantastic, incredible, <laughs> limited. She was also. Uh, she also played a doctor on an episode of the 1992 series Lady Boss. So, if I'm not okay. mistaken, though, she was also the production designer of the movie. So, you know, they this was a low budget flick. Eighty five percent of the budget went to Donald Pleasance, and as she, it should, there yeah, as it should probably should have been more. Arguably, should have been more. But you know mm-hmm. they're 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 doing they're they're playing both sides of the ball right they're playing production designer and they're being actor. But I liked Annie. I thought she was a I thought she was a cute character. I dug her. Yeah. She she um I'll 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 give you a little bit of because Ron I know you kind of go <clears throat> and break down the plot. What I did. You know I'm obsessed with actresses' hair, right? Yes, that is a that is a uh, <laughs> a, okay. a staying point with Ron. She had phenomenal yeah. hair. I love. I want. The, she did. Yeah. The bounce on that hair. I mean, I don't it's, even know how she did it. I mean, she's no Lori from the probably. Gate. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Can you give us no some tolerance. styling tips, White Machete? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you seen me? I've seen you. I've seen. I've seen how magnificent your hair is as well. Don't I don't have magnificent short. hair. No, that's a Jennifer Grey and a. Annie in Halloween thing. Okay. <laughs> but no, it, it's in the top 10 all-time Ron's hair list. It's up this there. One right in horror here. movies. In horror movies. It's, it's no, a, it's a sub-subcategory. Sub you know who's got great hair? Uh, the, the wife in... Um, oh, my God. The wife of Michael Douglas. Catherine Zeta-Jones? No, no. Sorry. Are you talking about her hair on the top of her head or the hair that Michael Douglas parts with his tongue? <laughs> No, I'm talking about the the woman who played the wife of Michael Douglas in Fatal Attraction. Oh, God, I couldn't. Yes, yes, I don't know her She's name. She's so beautiful, and her hair is so bouncy. She was very pretty. She was very pretty. Glenn Close had a nice head of hair on her as well. That was some primetime '80s erotic was, thrilling yeah, hair right there. It was tight curls of the '80s. Yes, it was a bit. It was a bit tight. Adam, it would help if she wasn't insane. Adam, please. <laughs> Um, I, I was gonna. I mean, really, after the tight curls, I was gonna let it go as far as it needed to, just like a pubic okay. hair. Just let it meander for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, w- I was. I gonna made say, a cunnilingus I, joke. Is nobody gonna address that? No, you did. And yeah, it, you did. You yeah, Michael Douglas. It was there. Can I get props for that? He got the throat cancer <laughs> from all that. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Another That's fanfare for, uh, for for Ron. There. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of really great sound effects in this podcast. <laughs> no, there's mm-hmm. not. There will be a uh, lot of great sound effects. Just a lot effects. of farting noises. Yeah. I didn't say what they were. Those would be great sound effects. Good I wouldn't point. argue with that at all. Good point. <clears throat> so from... Uh, Iron the from, douche. <laughs> from Annie, we move on to PJ Souls, who played Linda. Mm. Lori's other friend. Yeah. 
Yeah, the friend with the uh, bows in her hair. Yes, she yeah. she played. She had a very similar look in uh, her earlier horror film, Carrie, from 1976. Oh, hey, nice, good research, nice. Adam. Good yeah, research. I looked that one up to, on the go. internet. Way to pull up your IMDb, brother. Yeah. Uh, let's see other films she was in. She was in Stripes. Classic. Oh, was she one of the girls? Filmed in. She was one of the girls. Nice. Wow. She was in Mirror, Mirror 4, Reflections. I didn't see that one, but she was credited. Um, Also in the film Pea Stains and Other Disasters. Did you say Pea Stains and the Other Disasters? Yes. Fantastic. (laughs) That's. You really did. I feel like we're getting into an adult genre there. (laughs) Uh, When I saw it, it was one of those like, you know. Um, I've, I've not seen the film. Um, I, so I, I don't know where it's, if it's streaming. Um, no, oh, it's streaming. All right. Yeah. Uh, that was, that may have been a, a double <laughs> yeah. entendre. Um, as okay. she, uh, but she was in the, uh, 2018 reboot as well of Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So way to go. Linda. They brought, they brought her back. That's Probably not as Linda. Cause Linda, Linda did, uh, she died. She did. She died, she died with her blouse open. Which is uh, the best way to go. That's how I want to go. Um, Same. Let's see. So that brings us Charles Cyphers, Sheriff Brackett. Mm-hmm. He was the sheriff. And he's he dead. was he was another guy. A lot of these a lot of these folks, because it was early on in uh, John Carpenter's career, a lot of them appeared in because I didn't want to keep listing, hey, this person was also in the fog. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of these guys were uh, staples of John Carpenter in the beginning of his career. Um, I, th- I think he was most uh, notable for his repeat appearances on the television program, Nick Frino, Licensed Teacher. I think that's where most people would probably recognize Charles Cyphers from. Nick Frino, Licensed Teacher. That used to be on the WB. I definitely had a lunchbox of that in the seventh grade. It was one of their uh, core that programs when they came on the air. because the WB didn't exist back then. <laughs> you were just ahead of the curve. That's all. That's right. That's right. I failed. I failed the sixth just, grade a lot of times. I just saw just to back up a moment that PJ Souls. Yes. Right. She was married to Dennis Quaid. She was. Who wasn't? <laughs> Who wasn't? <laughs> Ron was not. But not for lack of trying, though. Not Meg. Meg beat me to it. What can I say? Yeah. He, and and Dennis was supposed to play the role of her boyfriend, but he couldn't. You mean Bob? Bob, to, uh, Bob? that creep yeah. Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob. Bob with his with get, his porno van and got a little glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got he got a little pinned up. Uh, yeah, Bob. Uh, While we're Bob on the subject a... of Bob, can I just can I just can I just get ahead of myself for a second? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like time travel. <laughs> Bob is a weird motherfucker. Let me say. He, mm-hmm. The part he when we are introduced to Bob, he's just a horny fella. He pulls up in his van uh-huh. with with Linda, and uh, he says something about ripping her clothes off and then ripping Lindsay's yeah. clothes off. Yes, Did, was I didn't imagine that right? No, Lindsay. Correct and me if I I'm thought wrong. the that same is the thing. Little girl that is being babysat by Annie. Correct? Is it? I think so. Yes. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I must have been kind of tuned out for that one because I didn't catch that. 
Um, oh my God. I didn't catch that it was the little girl, but I was like, man, who? I furiously well, made Well, I was like, I was like, I broke who's my this pencil dude writing who's... that down. <laughs> oh my God. I just thought they were like horned up teenagers that are just suddenly talking about having a threesome. And I was like, what? I mean, I, I thought guess. she was going to pick up Paul. Yeah. Because, I mean, who's in but that house? Who's in that house, daughter? right? We got uh, Annie, who's babysitting. The little girl who I believe his name is Lindsay. Well, I can't tell you um, that it is because she's next on on my list of people that were in the movie. How about a segue? How about that? Yeah, so good. That's how we do it, man. I lob it up there, and Adam slams it home. Yeah, exactly. Because we're a couple of white guys that that uh, ball. We Mm -hmm. we play ball. A couple of white broads talking about movies. That's right. Ballers. Um, her real name is Kyle Richards. She was also okay. on Nick Freno, licensed teacher. So mm-hmm. I don't know if she got that because of Sheriff Brackett or it was just because of her own acting prowess, but she was also featured on just one episode. Sheriff Brackett was featured on a number of episodes. Uh, she was also in an episode yeah. of Seventh Heaven, which we were talking oh, about. Oh, shit. We, Seventh Heaven comes up again. It came back. I saw Two it and I was like, oh, yeah, we're episodes. talking about Seventh Heaven again. Seventh Heaven. We're going to we're gonna have to. Wow. Keep that streak going somehow. We're really going to have to dig deep and find some Seventh Heaven re-references, if possible. You can feel free to just intersplice yeah. the I'm theme picking song. a Jessica Beale movie on purpose next time. <laughs> You're going to sing the Seventh Heaven theme song, Adam? I was going to I was gonna let you uh, put it in digitally. Oh, okay. Because I, I, was, I, was, I, mean, I was singing it last time. Seventh yeah. Heaven, <laughs> when I see those smiling faces... It's just, it gets you. It just gets you and pulls you in. They're a real family dealing with real issues. <laughs> oh, hits you. Right in the America's heartland. That's where it hits you. It does. It Gosh. does. <laughs> we're never going to talk amazing. about this movie. Oh, we're talking. Okay, yeah. This, uh, here's, here, let me bring it back for you, Ron. She's coming back in the two upcoming Halloween sequels to reprise her role as Lindsay. Nice. Wow. So how about nice. that? For continuity. I love it. I'm a nerd. You know that. You know I love continuity. Yeah. I do I do know it's like a nerdy aphrodisiac right there. Uh, yeah, the other kid I'm still I'm I'm still like I'm not over the fact that that, that was said by Bob. Well Bob, Bob should be what, locked up. Bob got what was coming to him for He's it. He's super cancelled. Yeah. He's super cancelled. Yeah, we don't have any we don't but have any. Should for Bob. we be surprised? I mean he had the van the tinted glasses, the curly, curly hair, you know. But people should have been on the lookout for Bob. Yeah. This is this Bob, can't, Bob this probably can't be has the first to time. let people know that he moves into neighborhoods when he when he moves. He has to yeah. let the neighborhood know. Bob is very familiar with Megan's Law. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong about say. Bob, but I'm pretty sure. He, well, he said he's, that. I, I, he said that. He's. I know he's. He threw in a third person. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think what? he said Annie. I think he said Lindsay. Could have been talking about another Lindsay, but I'm not going to give him the been, benefit of the doubt. Could have been. Let's. It would be not throw. He should. If you're going to talk about another Lindsay, give us a, a last initial <laughs> at least a yeah. different last initial, so we know it's someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not Weinstein clear. this guy. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's let's let him let's let him let's let him defend himself here. So uh, the other the other kid, Tommy, he was the other child being babysat by Lori, uh, played by mm-hmm. Brian Andrews. He, uh, interestingly enough, 
played the character Timmy on a 1972 episode of Kojak. Mm. Wow. So Timmy, he's played both Tommy. Timmy and Tommy. Nice. In a major production. That's the cycle right there. That's incredible. Uh, did John he play Michael Danny Graham. by any chance anywhere? I didn't. I didn't look that far. I got to okay. Timmy, and I was like, "This is this satisfies right. what I need. This okay. this scratches the itch for me." At, yeah, that's the seventies yeah, child yeah. act bingo right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, John Michael Graham, who played Bob, he was in this movie, also yep. uncredited as a background dancer in Greece. Mm. So his ability, um, as far as an actor goes was not enough to be credited as a background dancer in the film Grease. Is that one yeah. of his three IMDb roles? <laughs> like, you know, like that's the top one of, three background that's, dancer That's in it. That's it. Okay. He's got this movie and that. Okay. I mean, that's more than I, I can say. It. It's more than I can say. You know what? Know your strengths. No, yeah. just walk away. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to try, uh, just so we can get to the plot of this. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Will, we got Will Sandon who played six-year-old uh, Michael. Um, he's five foot ten and a quarter inch. That was that okay. was all I could find <laughs> about him. That's, boy, so, that's some trivia right there. Wow. There you go. To impress your friends. He's one. No, of, wait. Did you the 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 guy who played adult Mike Mike Myers Michael Myers Tony Moran, the twenty-three-year-old Michael. Yeah, so he got twenty five dollars a day. Did you did you read that's that? That's probably more so than like you a per have. diem that someone gets for like driving but, the but golf cart to and from. They the got lot. the filming done in twenty days over a four week span. So, so we're talking five hundred bucks. He cleaned up. Yeah, he really cleaned up. Well, he, yeah, that launched his career because right now he's currently filming. Clown Motel Two. <laughs> Is he? Yep. He's well. That's good. He's and he's actually still getting twenty five dollars a day. So <laughs> he's doing. He's consistent, consistent, and I respect it. Yeah, you know what? I made this in seventy eight. I can make it today. That's right. <laughs> All right. And then the last one I'm going to mention is Nick Castle, just because he played the shape. Uh, aka Michael Myers in the original mm-hmm. 78 and he played the shape in the 2018 uh, reboot and the two um, impending sequels so nice okay. Nick Castle so that that's I think I think that's all the uh, the housekeeping stuff around that you usually cover right well don't Maybe forget Laurie's dad Peter Griffin five bucks a day Peter Peter Griffin uh, he's Mike Melanie Griffin's father father fodder <laughs> He's barely in the movie, but he he's 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 in the scene where uh, you see Strode's real real estate realty the car. Mm. That's Melanie it's kind Griffith's of a, papa. It's it's kind of she came uh, from his balls. Next, well, and and um, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's <laughs> you know that's health health class. You learn about that in health class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. is an educational podcast. It's true. It is so. It's a service we provide. For all of the kids that are listening, uh, first off, where are your parents? Because this shouldn't have happened. No, I shouldn't no. be listening um, to this. This no. is Rona for you. you know? That's the Rona. Gets you every time. So Let's talk what, about Caligula. What, uh, 
Yeah, you know what? Scrap it. I had uh, stuff about this movie, but <laughs> I keep that notes sounds... on Caligula just in case. Just I just want to interject and say it was actually Nick Castle that made twenty five bucks a day, not not the fella whose not face Terry, we saw. Terry Moran. Yeah. Well, thank God so, that that was cleared up. I'm sorry. I don't want to have a mob of angry internet people after us. Well, you know, with kids listening, I know they're always on the Google. So <laughs> you know, I. They're always it, on after, the Facebook. After that correction, at you know, in thinking about it, I feel like if you're going to have uh, Tony Moran on set, he's got to dance for nickels. That's how you pay him. Dance for yeah. dancing for nickels. <laughs> Just yeah, that's where he's. It's worth. all you can do. No, Tony, Tony Moran. He's Adam. He's that was some excellent house, housekeeping, by the way. That only took thirty to forty-five minutes. We're yeah, doing great. Got through. We're doing great on time. Yeah, got through that lickety lick split, as they <laughs> say wait. sometimes. I can't was, wait to see yeah. where this goes from here. <laughs> so here's here's what I did, Ron. Here's what I did. Okay. Um, I know a lot of times you'll write down stuff about the plot as it's going on. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I watched the movie, and I kind of live tweeted it to myself in Notepad. Oh, that's what I did. Just nice. interesting. So um, it's kind of just my stream of consciousness as it's happening. So the yeah, uh, the very first thing that I did was I put Michael clearly has a problem with irresponsible babysitters. Just from the onset of this movie, absolutely. Just that's one of his bugaboos. Like, whew, if you're going to be in charge of children, be responsible. Yeah. Right. And his older sister was not. And she paid the ultimate price Mm-mm. for it. She did. She was stabbed to death. She was. Her boyfriend got away. Yeah, he was fine. He escaped yeah. unscathed. Yeah. Once again, blame the woman. <laughs> That's Michael. Not very woke, yeah. Michael. Come no. On. No. God. So not, are we are we talking about the uh the opening sequence? Opening of, sequence of the film. that tracking shot that really Yeah. It it watching that opening shot really made me appreciate the 2018 remake a lot. Uh how 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 like close that was how in in tone to the original movie. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's a there's a similar scene like a really long tracking shot. Uh, but that 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 was a cool scene, and I I did note the the one note that I made for that was uh there's a lot of teenage necking going on in these movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of necking going on. That's a word, right? I think that's part of the formula. Yeah, right. You got your your teens having sex. Uh, they're usually a little obnoxious and annoying. It's rare that you actually care about them, and. Sometimes they're talking about taking little kids' clothes off. Sometimes they're doing drugs. Yeah. Sometimes they've got a van. Sometimes it's all of them. Sometimes you're hitting every nail on the head, Bob. That's yeah, right. Yeah, there's there's a there's a formula there. It's like it's like neck and minus virginity equals kitchen knife to the abdomen. Well, mm-hmm. that that leads me directly into my next tweet to myself: Is Michael actually stabbing his sister? Because when you're watching, like, is he actually stabbing her? Because the angle here doesn't. She like, ma- she was kind of yeah. making moany, sexy sounds though as she's being stabbed. Was that just me? I felt like that was pretty consistent with the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah, because I felt like every scene where someone was dying, I was like, I mean, what is he? Is he playing with her here? What's going on? Why is she still? 
Because I'm all, you know, I've got kids around, so I'm all checking over my shoulder like, God, this sounds so suspect. I'm not watching a porno. I'm really not. I'm watching a horror movie. This is the sound of people dying. These people are being murdered. Don't worry. It's nothing inappropriate. I did like I did dig that scene though with Michael and the uh, the eye holes of the yes. mask or whatever that was kind of a eye holes scene. yeah that yeah that was cool dug that well because then that is not a very realistic death scene <laughs> no no but it does let you know hey this film is gonna have some nudity because we've already had some oh we're gonna get yeah. we're gonna get an eye full of titty in this movie for sure and it's yeah. it's not like uh, Tommy Wiseau early nudity this is nudity that you m- might enjoy um yeah my sure, my sure, young mike's yeah. sister that was a playboy uh, model he had some big old boobies mm. yeah th- yeah I-, I noticed they were quite large they were i thought are these fake probably not no 78 i know I you're probably right they probably were real it-, it was a very it was a very tasteful shot though of side boob it was yeah, a tasteful boob lead into murder. Yes. <laughs> if you're gonna tie those two together, this is the way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then then you get this lingering shot outside. As I said, it feels like everyone is just kind of standing outside the Myers house while young Michael holds a knife for a really long time. It was a long mm-hmm. it was a prolonged amount of time. It was like they got a police officer there, you got and they're all just kinda like we're standing here. Is this shot You're still filming? Okay. Just yeah. let us know when we're done. It wasn't like he was caught with a bloody butcher <laughs> knife, but like he was caught with, you know, uh, he, he broke a statue in, a, in the living room. It was very weird. Yeah, it was it like... Did not fit. It was. The reaction didn't fit the reality of what was going no. on. <laughs> I was like, wait. Because there's really no... Like, uh, one of your other children is upstairs dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like nobody ran. They were all just like, Michael? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like like I'm going to stay with him. Go see what he stabbed and the husband should have ran. Yeah. Somebody should have done something. Well, if but our no. if our third or fourth billing actor was the production assistant or whatever I'd said before, you know, like the actor of of young Michael's mom and dad, they were probably in charge of craft food services. I mean, they're not like, you know, Robert <laughs> De Niro or anything. Just making cheese sandwiches for everybody. Make a cheese yeah. sandwich and just stand there with your mouth agape for a couple of seconds yep. while we crane this thing back. That was good. It yeah. was. It was fantastic. Uh, then I we go. Chill. Then and we go to boner. Smith's Grove. We're in Smith's Grove. Yeah. Which we later find geographically is 150 miles. I don't know that in kilometers, so don't ask me. Oh, um, away from Haddonfield. Yeah. Warren Smith, and this is our introduction to the hero of the film, Donald Pleasance mm-hmm. of Puma Man. <laughs> Puma Man. Yes. And I just That's wrote, right. Donald Pleasance is amazing. He's really good in this. I enjoy him a lot. <clears throat> He's just kind of put off by the entire, this, this whole conversation, this whole evening. Everything is just like, oh, you're just wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Like just he, let he me in there very, and I'll shoot he's him. He's very and agitated done. throughout this movie, for sure. I, I I also wrote Michael hasn't spoken in fifteen years because that's one of the things that uh, Donald Pleasance denotes there. Uh, mm-hmm. So I said those therapy sessions have to be brutal. If you've been doing therapy sessions for fifteen years and your patient has not said a word, I feel like that would be a lot of long hours. It's 
you should. I mean, yeah. it's worth it's worth mentioning or noting that this is pre iPhone. I mean, there he had yeah. no Angry Birds to stare down at while this. Nope. Just doodling. Years of. Yeah, he, he just pure didn't conjecture. Yeah. And being British, I think you've already got a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. You know. You're already pissed. You're British. You're you're acting American. You know. Yeah. It's there. You can see it in the eyes. I feel like yeah. I feel like after a couple of years of therapy, I was just like, so in the next scene of Puma Man, what what would happened is he he flies through the air. Are you listening, Michael? Because I know you're not going to say anything. <laughs> so we're just going to keep going through Puma Man until you say something. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> what abilities do Puma Man have? He could fly and he could jump really high, and he mm-hmm. was a, he was a all around pretty pleasant fella. And he, I think he defeated the bad guys in the end. That's right on the nose. <laughs> Generally pleasant. Generally pleasant is way cooler than like flying or running fast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so Michael, Michael left the mental patients out in the rain. Got a bunch of mental patients just kind of milling around. Mm-hmm. Wait, why are all these mental patients out in the rain? <laughs> Something is amiss. Then we have some sound now. effects. Now I I'm I'm okay. I gotta I gotta I gotta bring this out in the into the open. I I had mentioned the 2018 remake or not remake reboot whatever you want to call it sequel to Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. Now uh, forgive uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but White Machete's not a fan of that movie. <laughs> I feel like this was. One I of wasn't her, over the top fan. I I respected it, but but overall I was like. Eh. But I, you know. but 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 you know, Adam mentions the mental patients, and I, re- maybe it wasn't you, maybe I was talking to somebody else, but I feel like one of the parts that you found hilarious was the checkerboard. Uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> like, like that, that would really drive weird. someone more insane <laughs> to be, te- and they're like tethered with they're, chains. Yeah, so they're on they're, a checkerboard, right? Right around the uh, <laughs> around the waist, around the neck. I don't remember, but they have leashes on. Yeah, it's like something out of a Batman cartoon. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's how mental like, patients. That's how the scarecrow is are. tethered to a checkerboard uh, mental like insane asylum. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. That that, sorry. that I was reminded of that. Me too. As soon as you said mental patients left out in the rain, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, these Here ones. These again. ones. There, there was no checkerboard, no leashes. They're just milling a uh, milling about in the rain, mm-hmm. in the dark. Apparently. Uh, apparently, the staff at this mental institution is as uh, equipped to handle mental patients as the people in Weston Hills in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, who's kind of a take a real uh, casual approach to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Very hands off. Like, hey, just <laughs> yeah. let, them out, let them outside. Let them graze for a while. They'll we'll sort get, it out. We'll get They'll them in the morning. Where are they going to go? sleepwalk their way to the top of a tower and fall off. <laughs> It happens. How many of how many of those teenagers had to die before one of the administrators came out of their office? Guys, I've it updated the SOP so we don't uh, so some of these kids stop dying. Uh, let's start locking the doors, huh? Let's lock the <laughs> yeah. doors, keep the patients inside. That seems like a good idea. It's a controversial theory. Uh, so then, bold uh, move, Cotton. <laughs> bold move. Kill Fitty Man. <clears throat> Different Cotton. Um, so Michael jumps on top of the station wagon, uh, a la the $6 million man sound effect. I was waiting uh, for that sound effect. That sound effect was <laughs> amazing. 
<laughs> really kind of makes 70s. the film. It was very 70s. It was. It lets you know that he leapt. It was a leaping sound effect. <laughs> it yeah. really indicates that. I made a mental note yeah. in my head of that sound effect. Uh, and then uh, in just a moment, my, Michael takes control of the vehicle and just drives off into the night. It's the sound effect I make when I hear someone mention bacon for breakfast. I make that sound. Yeah. Just a little FYI for you guys. Okay. Do you leap? Adam? No, is it accompanied I just by make a the leap? sound. It just comes from my body. Hmm. <laughs> typically, that sounds from. Typically, that just sound some, denotes some uh, opening. It it just you know it opens up and that sound comes out, and that's how you know it's time for bacon in my house. Yeah. See, then it would be it would if I was if I was there at your house and you bacon? were having bacon, <laughs> and you ha- and that sound effect happened, I would immediately turn around and say, "Who who just leapt?" <laughs> Who leapt somewhere in this house? Yeah. And then yeah. Ron would be like, no, I'm no, no. You. There was no Me leaping. Too. That was a bacon sound effect. Like, I'm you completely know, that, convinced. That whole that whole scene with Myers escaping was pretty, you know, that was pretty tame by today's horror standards, I got to say. Uh, or or even yeah. to the standards of horror movies just a few years later. Like, he just, you know, he, he jumps on top of the roof. The nurse kind of gets uh, scared, really. I mean, he, he kind of breaks one of the windows on the on the passenger side she's like and she just rolls out and he takes the car and drives off i think Mm -hmm. even a standard 1978 carjacking is a little bit more violent than that a little bit yeah that was just really kind of like you know laissez-faire like whatever happens i mean he didn't he didn't eat anybody's face or no or stab anybody's eyeball or anything he just kind of scared her i mean I would even just a, a, I mean, a good slap across her face just for the heck of it, just to have inflicted some real, you know, like, ouch, and then steals. No, he didn't do that. No, he just He's takes a gentleman. Right. He's like, but you know what he did do? He drove a car yeah. for the first time, I'm assuming, ever. Yes. And he did it so well. Masterfully. I mean, he was, yeah, that was impressive. If you take nothing away, take away that that guy was born to drive. In, in addition, talent. in addition to the fact that he was 150 miles away from his hometown, where he had lived for six years as a child, and he six long years, he negotiated the entire the entire the entire way in one night. It's pretty impressive. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. No GPS. He went back home. No Rand McNally. You don't. Some things you never forget. Because I'd imagine there was probably just that one drive. From uh, one from where one lived ring. to the <laughs> it's the only drive, up. yeah, that he can remember. I guess like hey, I gotta have I gotta I gotta good. mention the Lord of the Rings once per episode. You don't actually have to at all ever because it's a stupid movie. It's a stupid. <laughs> I know it's your favorite. Movie. I know you love that movie. You know who they should have put in that movie? Henry Thomas. That's who they should have put. In that movie. It's a stupid movie. <laughs> Goodness. Stupid. An- another one of Adam's favorite actors. Oh, that Henry Thomas. I'd punch him Henry. square in the face. Square in the face, I'd punch him if I could. <laughs> He's a favorite of, of mine and, and White Machete of ours. Remember we watched Gerald's Game? He was uh, the pedophile yeah. in that movie. Yeah. I can't, I can't hear anybody say Little Mouse without my just insides dialing, curling up on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's no good. I'm sure he played it really well because he probably he is did. in real life. He did. 
Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Back Mercy. to you, Adam. <laughs> it's Henry Thomas. Ta- we- moving along. Hmm. Okay. Thank sorry. You. Henry Thomas. Don't be sorry. <clears throat> so then we're in Haddonfield. Now we're in Haddonfield. The fictitious Haddonfield. Haddonfield, Illinois. Not, not New Jersey. This one's not in the, Ill- the great state of Illinois. The this land of Lincoln. Pasadena, California. We're in the land of Lincoln, <laughs> folks. Land of Lincoln. <laughs> the land and, of Lincoln and palm trees. Uh, this is this is where I note, Ron, uh, something you, well, along the lines of something you had pointed out earlier, Lori's dad is a horrible real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because he doesn't try to fix that house up at all. No. Like we're gonna Mm-mm. we're gonna sell murder house as is from. We're just gonna flip that bitch. <laughs> you know how fifteen years of dilapidation has befallen this residence. We're not going to do anything to it. We're just hoping that someone will come along and want to we're buy this giant piece of garbage. Locks. We're not gonna do shit. No. No. Michael, no. but it'll sell itself. But Michael knew right where to go. Yep, that's my house. Yeah, he did. He made himself at home. And I'll he just... ate a dog? Was that what? There was a scene. I, maybe you guys can clear this up for me. I'm, I'm confused. There's a scene where they, they, uh, where, you know, Donald Pleasance and the, and the sheriff, they go back to the house because they're, you know, like looking for Mike Myers. And uh, they come across, I guess, like the carcass of a dog. And, hmm. and I'm trying to remember exactly what was said, but. You know they're they're just they're just sort of admiring the aftermath, and uh, the sheriff goes, "It could have been a skunk." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now is he saying? Because I, I think I think the the Loomis character said he he must have gotten hungry, and that's when the sheriff said it could have been a skunk. Now it or is he saying that a skunk could have mutilated the dog, or did the skunk dog? eat the dog? Afterwards, he, the I think he's implying that the uh, the people of Haddonfield do not have discerning palates, <laughs> and that they will eat any, literally any kind of meat. I just I see it's just another questionable dialogue choice. <laughs> yeah, right up there with Bob. They were just kind of right on the fly. Skunk. Probably one of those those rascally skunks. Sorry, go ahead. It's just, well, it's just it's <laughs> this is just further proof. That while you are filming a movie and or writing a movie, that you should really take it easy on the crack cocaine that you consume while you're <laughs> yeah. writing a movie. Hey, some, editing is hard. <laughs> some is okay. I'm not saying don't use any. I'm yeah. just saying be responsible. Right. Because you're going right. to get confusing dialogue if you're like, did he eat a dog or a skunk? Did the skunk eat the dog? Mm. Did the dog eat the skunk? Do either of these men know what animals are? I'm with you on that. That's good. I so, mean, sucks are, skunks are sexually aggressive towards cats. They're not dog eaters. That is a medical fact. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, the the other thing, the other thing that I really liked from the scene they that teach we get you that in veterinary school uh, day yeah, one. I mean, it's uh, if I remember correctly from the manual, it's day Don't seven. Don't be alarmed. It's a it's a sexually promiscuous skunk. <laughs> yeah. Because most people can't tell the difference between skunks and cats. Especially cats that have been painted white. Oh, a peppy can. Yeah, peppy can. If you have a cat that has been in- inadvertently painted with white house paint, you cannot tell the difference between that and a and a skunk. Never could, never will. Nope. Why would you want to? Exactly. Not unless your dog starts, you know, showing up dead and half yeah. eaten. Then you'd want to know. 
Or just to be contrary. Well, that's when you know for sure it was a skunk. Or a cat. <laughs> Who knows? Painted white. I don't know. <laughs> See? That's this is why point. it was so confusing that's for the, the police, the sheriff, and a trained psychologist. <laughs> um, uh, another thing here. Another thing here. So it's been uh, 15 years. Uh, Michael was six. And uh, Lori would have been uh, younger than six. Mm. Um, so Michael is also really good at recognizing teenagers who he only knew uh, when they were a baby. So he knew Lori when she was a baby. He's like, hey, I know it's been 15 years, but I'm pretty sure that's probably my sister. Now, yeah. I recognize her from here. I'm- when she was a baby. Now, we know in the second movie, we learned that Lori and Michael are siblings. Yes. It, are, it, are we, so, are we supposed to know that Michael knows who Lori is? Or is Lori just sort of there, like, like as a, in this, like, wrong place, wrong that's, time? That's his whole reason for coming after her. Okay. What, is it really? I, yeah, I just don't, re- I'm confused. Like, I really don't, I didn't know that. I just thought maybe that... You know, he loves Lori, killing his family. I just figured that Michael was mad at sexually promiscuous babysitters or something. Yeah, see, I thought I thought in this one that the only thing we know about Michael and Lori is that he saw her through the window when she came up to the house and put the key down. Right? She was like and and the little boy Tommy. Oh Tommy Wallace. Oh Tommy. Um, was like, eh, it's the boogeyman's house, or, yeah. you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, I guess I'm the only one brave enough to come up here. And she put the key down. And then old Michael was on the other side of the door and stepped out. And then he just started hounding those two, like a little horn dog. Because contractually, dog. no one could call Tommy a chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody yes. calls me yellow. They should have, because he was a chicken shit. He kind of was. The whole movie. He kind of was. Well, he got bullied by those three other kids. Yeah. Just like a little Because he was a chicken shit. He fell and broke his pumpkin. He's like, why did you bring a pumpkin to school, Tommy? Why? <laughs> so then, why? That's a good question. So is is Lori adopted? Yeah, Lori's, well, Lori's adopted. She was adopted by the Strode family. I'm going to trust you, Adam, because I know in, a, in typical Cinemaster you, in, uh, fashion, you probably watched every Halloween movie. Yeah, I was, so but I feel like I feel like you've got information from from later down the road Halloweens, where in this one it was more kind of just I got a lot. I got a lot of I got a lot of information. I, I don't know babysitter killers. That was supposed to be the original title, right? Exactly, the babysitter killers. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, he just I'm sensing some well, some some discord here right now. Because <laughs> because uh, some of. Some of what Michael is the the whole thing for Michael was, and they go into it in the later installments, is Michael had visions and heard voices, and that's why he killed his sister in the first place. Um, okay. in the at the beginning of the movie, and because in four, five, and six, he's killing like you know, he's like, oh, who's left in the family tree? Shit, I gotta kill her. Right. <sighs> but that's just them writing their like way out, like. Michael had to kill it's his family. It's an excuse to make a new shit in my Halloween movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> like oh, he's just... to keep finding reasons. Because like Here's we, can't, the kid we that... can't get Jamie Lee in these movies anymore. So we're gonna we're gonna include Jamie uh, Laurie's adopted son or daughter or whatever. <laughs> what was yeah, the fourth just... one? The fourth one. It was it was it her real daughter? Her adopted uh, daughter? 
Uh, see, I was, Genie, I was, I think I thought about, I thought about going through them all again, and I really love the first Halloween, and I did, oh, I did so enjoy good. the 2018 Halloween. But you start going into the rest of these, and it is a rough go. It is. <laughs> yeah. It takes some doing to make it. I mean, like, you know, when you get to, you know, Jason takes Manhattan, you're like, oh shit, what, what is, what is happening here? Right. I, I mean, like, well, and they, to be fair, that's another franchise. <laughs> but it's it's this like that was yeah, Jason. But that it's was the same, it's, that was yeah, the eighth no, one. Once you get to they, Busta they didn't Rhymes, get to that point until eight. There, Buster Rhymes was in one of these Halloween movies. It, Wait, well, I see, mean, wasn't wasn't or am I thinking of Jason too? I was like, didn't they go to space? But I think that, that, was, that was Jason X. X. That was Jason X. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was the tenth one. I actually haven't seen that one. Fun fact, we should do that one sometime. No, we shouldn't. We really shouldn't. It's so bad. <laughs> Come on. Okay, Adam, let, let's let's just all agree that this movie's awesome and the future movies are it is. up. And let's just this continue. Movie, let's just continue. <laughs> yes. So let's see here. Um, the one thing I will say on a semi-serious note, because we're having a lot of fun here and I'm enjoying that, but oh, one one of the things you get that you really get from these movies that I really 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 love about the whole character is in this the be- these beginning shots here you get those perspectives where Michael's you know he's chasing after Lori you know he's mm-hmm. he's being super creepy yeah and they're just yeah. really great shot I'm like all, and they, they get the music and the music is great and you get him mm-hmm. just watching her and yeah. it's very unsettling. Love the John Carpenter score. It's one of the yeah. best. One of the best. The the one thing the one thing that I really enjoyed while I was watching it this time though is I started thinking about those shots and I was like, I really love these shots. And then I started thinking about like, what if there was like a guy like the mailman is across the street and like he just looks is like, what the hell is that guy doing? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like That'd he's nice. he's staring at that. What in the world? Yeah. This guy no, is no, super I, weird. Yeah. I know what you mean. Just to kind of have him off to the side, like, what? But we're not really focused on it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like, there's all these really interesting, cool shots of Mike Myers just sort of standing out in broad daylight in the open. Yeah. Watching Lori, you know, walk down the street with her, you know, her her back is faced to, to Michael. But Michael's clearly standing there. He's watching her for like a minute. <laughs> and you got all these scenes that are just like that. He's just creepily standing out in wide in the wide open spaces. Yeah. Nobody realizes that he's this escaped mental patient slash murderer from night from and- the sixties. Uh, but it is weird that even though they don't know he's Michael Myers, nobody questions how weird it is that he's just like staring at these teenage girls in this solid white caster mask of William Shatner's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like there's nothing strange. It's like, hey, did you guys this. did you guys see that that uh, that looming man in uh, in coveralls <laughs> wearing a white mask driving around in a mental institution uh, uh, nope. station wagon earlier from nope. 150 miles away? Anyone see that? No, no, because I did, and that shit scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, What's going weird. on here? This is very. Where's creepy. the sheriff on like, this one? <laughs> well, what caught my attention was he never used a signal. No. Irresponsible. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, that bastard. He doesn't have his license, so he's also that's I mean, true. He's violating he just a lot. To drive. He's just he's violating a lot of traffic laws. Yeah, which yeah, you know, and I mean, he's not very good at tailing somebody like conspicuously. Like he's like he's like not even a car length behind those two girls as they're driving to their babysitting yeah. jobs. 
It's really. So if close. you're going to stalk teenage girls, you got to do better than that. You got to go three car lengths minimum. Yeah. Three car lengths, especially in that small down town. The- it's not like there's a lot of traffic that you have to weave in and out. No, of. I mean it's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, right. and and then he goes speeding down the street, clearly garnering a lot of attention. Yeah. And I, I mean, what if a child had run in this in the middle of the street? Dead. You, you'd, then the police would show up. Was like, oh well. Hey, this is that. This is the guy that broke out of the mental institution. You know how I know because he's driving a, a station wagon from that mental institution where a guy broke out last night. I mean, the sheriff right. would probably just blame a skunk. What? And because at this at this point, what I really enjoy is you you get that cut back to uh, Loomis, and he just decides like, you know what? I know that Michael Michael's on the loose. What I'm gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out here for the evening. Get a good night's sleep, shower, mm-hmm. shave, you know, just kind of, you know, grab some breakfast, talk to the doctor here, and then hit the road to get uh, to where I think he's probably going tomorrow morning. I think I'm going to do that. Well I'm going to head out. He's well I'm going to head out in the morning. Pretty much. Well, yeah. He, 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 you know, you yeah. can't go chasing after your patient, your mental patient on a, you know, oh, like without a good night of sleep. Yeah. So it's true. Belly. You got to have a full belly. You but, can't go. You can't it, go chasing you know, after him with like bags under your eyes. That's fucking nuts. Plus, he had to load up his pistol, make sure he had his mm-hmm. license with him mm-hmm. to carry the pistol. Hey, you know and, one thing uh, I really liked about this movie? The lighting. I really liked the 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 the, the like the relationship between Lori, Annie, and Linda. I really dug that. You know, like I know we'd mentioned like you know like the town or whatever, but. You know the scene where they're just kind of like walking through the town. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to shift gears. There's like a good five to ten minutes of the movie where like you just get to know these girls. They're just walking from school and they're sharing a cigarette and they're just passing it back and forth. And you just get this like nice small town slice of life. I really dug that. Well, literally the next thing I have here is Lori's friends, Annie and Linda, seem really nice. They do. It's literally I really the, don't the want next them to die. Like it really upsets me when they die. It is a tragic yeah. loss of life. They're not they're not the snotty like nightmare on Elm Street teenagers that you really don't care if they die or not. Like these are these are all babysitters that I could have known when I was a young kid. I could have been well, Tommy. I could have been Lindsay. That could have been me. But never Bob. No, never Bob. Bob. No, fuck Bob. Bob's Bob's an insane person. Well, cause immediately after this is when you get um you get Tommy being bullied by the three kids at school. Mm-hmm. And those and and Tommy falls down and breaks his pumpkin because he's a because he's, he's a total turd. fucking like spaz. he's just a turd, he's <laughs> such a turd. <laughs> he's got a great head of seventies hair though. You got to give it up. And the, well, that one kid goes running and he runs into Michael and Michael lets him go. I'm like, oh, if you're gonna kill anybody, right yeah. here, right here, man. <laughs> Why would because, you not? It's because he's not necking. That's what it is. We don't know that. We don't know where he just came from. Good point. Good point. He very well could have been. There could have been a priest around the corner. We don't know. Yeah. We're not privy to that information. You know, yeah, you make, you make assumptions. I mean, that makes an ass out of me, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Thanks, White Machete. (laughs) If you assume that makes an ass out of you in Maine. So then Tommy, Tommy, he uh, he collects himself and he decides he's he's walking home. That's what you do in 1970. You walk home. Oh, for sure. Um, only you don't notice when a you know crazy man in a mask is driving right next to you down the street. 
If this were truly the seventies, he would have asked for a ride from that man, probably. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm looking for my dog. I got this Clark bar. You want to hop in the car with me? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You want to get in my station? (laughs) Hey, why does the station wagon say it's from a mental institution 150 miles away from here? (laughs) It's just a joke, these guys. I know. Just get in the car. Try this Clark bar. Just have a Clark bar. I had that. I got it from a gas station. (laughs) Who likes candy? Tommy does. Oh, yeah. That's Tommy. Uh, So then then we uh, we get an update on Loomis. When you're you're sitting there wondering where in the world is Doctor Loomis, he's using a payphone, like people mm-hmm. did in '78. Uh, yes, which is was very conveniently located next to a crime scene that no one was investigating. Yeah. Hey, why, here's why that payphone. Why didn't he? There's call a guy the that got murdered when he saw that. No, he's like you, the skunks. You wouldn't do that. Skunks must have been skunks. We'll stay alive. probably skunks. skunks. Around these parts, nothing but skunks killing, skunks. killing people. Illinois skunks, man—they're the murderiest. But he does this. And this, this is where like Michael gets his, um, uh, his his gets his uh, coveralls. His oh yeah, his coveralls. Right. He, he mm-hmm. sheds he sheds the mental institution white for classic denim. And and then that that sets the precedence for every Halloween movie ever. Yeah. Since. It's like hey, <laughs> yeah, that's what we had. Think if it was like stripes and polka dots. We're like oh great. Now we gotta do this. Yeah, the what rest if he murdered movies. a clown? We could have had a whole other oh, kind of thing going on. There. That would have been great. It would have been okay. But I, I will like say, an FTD flower delivery man. That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or like a UPS guy in shorts. Think if we had a serial killer in shorts. Yeah, exactly. Those short shorts. <laughs> but one thing, one thing we do additionally learn about Michael at this juncture is Michael prefers the handling of a station wagon mm-hmm. to the the power. Of an old timey pickup truck. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the convenience. He's, he's, it's not the power. He's he's, he's showing us hands like you know what teenagers in that in the back of that station. You can, you can. So he's sensible. You know he knows he knows what he likes and he's he's rolling with it. So. Uh, it's not miles per gallon that they sell you on. It's dead teenagers per square inch. Yes. They're like oh, there's you mm-hmm. so many bodies back here. You don't even have to fold their legs behind their legs. No, you stretch them out. You stretch yeah, them out. Go like head to toe. It's great. Yep. Like, yeah. Look at this. I put six dead teenagers in the back and a Christmas tree on top. Look well, they that. don't make them like that anymore. No, they don't. Compact pieces <laughs> of shit. So, and, and we, we see this because this is the scene where we cut back to where he does speed down the street and Annie gets that classic line, hey, jerk, speed kills. <laughs> speed. And I feel like this is underlining drug use. She's yeah, talking about yeah. drugs. There's hidden messages here. I think so. Mm-hmm. Which is very responsible. And we all grew up in the uh, the 80s. Uh, just say no. You couldn't help but think that. Yeah. Or crack kills, if you're talking yeah. about butt cracks. Crack is whack. <laughs> crack is crack whack. Is whack. Yeah. I was terrified of glue as, as a youth. The drug? Were you afraid you might sniff it and become addicted? Sniff it and leap out a window. Right. No, but you never, you you never like just like took the glue and and then smeared it all over your hand and like did that like skin peel thing. Uh, only if I had a splinter. Really? Does that work? Are we talking like the cement kind or like the Elmer's kind? Elmer's. Look at this. We just got a household tip. Holy shit! That's a life hack that I was not expecting. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great on little kids that are freaking out. I can't say it works every time, but it has worked. It's definitely. 
Well, there you go. I think legally we can say it works every time. Okay, so we've got Adam. Back yes. to you. Yes, and so <laughs> take um, control of the wheel, Adam. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to write. I'm going to uh, Jesus take the wheel. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, I, I, I jumped. I jumped a little bit ahead because I just I really like when um, uh, it's a little bit later. Annie has picked up uh, Lori, and they're driving and they're smoking again. Mm-hmm. And Annie just shouts, my dad. <laughs> that was some good acting and, right there. <laughs> and her dad. It was. Her dad's about a half mile away. Right. She spotted and him. And she drives right up to him. Why would you do like, that? Uh, Why wouldn't you, you just do a U-turn or like at Did least you have to make this stop? <laughs> no, it was unnecessary. Was this, was, was you know, did he say, hey, if you ever see me when I'm out, She stop. was high. <laughs> she was high. It's high person yeah. logic. That's what it is. If you're high, you assume that you've been spotted. You have to roll up. Well, and and I, I had I had a little bit. I took a little bit of an issue here. I, I uh, they pull up and the alarm is going off at the hardware store. <laughs> That's right. We're like, oh, what what has befallen the hardware store? And we find out mm-hmm. from Sheriff Brackett, oh, there was a break in. Must have been them teenagers. All they did was steal some Halloween masks, some rope, and some knives, as teenagers <laughs> often do. Yeah. yeah, don't forget the like, graveyard worker just a few scenes before this blamed teenagers for stealing a headstone. Teenagers. <laughs> These damn teenagers are... Because that's what just, teenagers do. That's what they do. They carry heavy-ass, like, stone tablets out of a graveyard. Yeah. I was like, he... I'm mean, like, what? there's not even marks where he dragged the thing. Like, he just no. yanked He a, picked it up and carried yeah. it out. He yanked a headstone clean out of the ground and then just, what, tucked it under an arm and skipped out of the... the the cemetery? I think he did. I think he did. That's where you That's, really get a you get a sense of Mike Myers' strength at this point. He's capable of mm-hmm. just like lifting the tombstone up and carrying it out of the graveyard. Plus his carefree sense of whimsy. That's true. Skipping and whistling yeah. as he's carrying his dead mother's tombstone. Yeah. Yeah, but my problem was like, okay, the alarm is still going off. Michael's already got the mask. Michael's already taken these. He took these things hours ago. Yeah. Why? Why are we just now finding out about this break-in? Well, they're pretty slow to react. It's like, come on, guys. It's like, and Sheriff Brackett's the only one handling anything in town. The sheriff exclusively handles every crime. Come on, Haddonfield. Yeah. Step it up. Haddonfield. Classic Haddonfield. Probably investigating the paint store, looking for paint and cats or skunks. One of the two. Mm-hmm. I've got a hunch and I'm going to investigate. <laughs> That's a real Scooby-Doo kind of logic right there. Old man Jenkins is back. <laughs> and then, um, despite the fact, uh, and I, I mean, I know um, we're talking uh, the, we're well past the autumnal equinox. Um, I, I didn't look on the calendar, so I don't know when daylight savings times ended in 1978. But uh, it got dark really, really, really fast. Like it was just like in, like somebody like lights off. It's dark outside now. It's like whoa, that happened real quick. Yeah, it's that's dark a Pasadena out. sunset yeah. right there. Man, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's over. It's dark and and then then you know we got Michael Myers just peeping in every house that he can find, just wandering around, just peeping in houses. Yeah, he's just window shopping. He's just uh, just checking is out. This the where should I kill anybody in there? I don't think I'm related to anyone in there. No, they're fine. <laughs> in in keeping with uh, with fashion from 
our last week's episode, we get yet this is a confirmed dead dog. There's another dead dog. Because Michael kills he kills a dog while Annie's inside laundering her her clothes. Um, yeah, and she, she thinks the dog's getting laid. <laughs> like she yeah. hears the whimper of the dog. <laughs> And she's like, like no, that's a, mind. that's a that's a maniac uh, strangling the dog out, yeah. just outside the Clearly, window. Clearly, that's, that's the that's sound of a strangled dog. That is not a dog finding yeah. a friend. Things happen. Whoops. <laughs> just adding insult to injury. It's like in the morning, they're, it was like, oh, we got a dead babysitter in the garage. Oh, great. Here's the dog, too. <laughs> that's not just any dog, too. That was a German Shepherd, man. Yeah. That was the family dog. Yeah. Lindsay's got, dog of the 80s. Lindsay's it was the rough, dog of the 80s. Rough weekend. Where were we? Uh, we <laughs> were driving, we were just talking. We were just about to talk about the fact that uh, young Lindsay was watching the original version of the thing, which is a, a fun little nod. He, it is. It oh. came a few years later when John Carpenter redid the thing. Yeah, and there's no okay. way, there's no way he was planning to make the thing. I mean, John, or was he? I know, I know John Who? Carpenter had made Precinct, was it uh, Precinct, was it uh, 13? Assault on yeah. Precinct 13. Precinct. Yeah, Precinct right. So 13, this, this yeah. wasn't his first movie, but it was an early movie for him. Was he, are we to believe that maybe he was already talking or writing the next flick? Was I mean, was, was, was the thing his next movie? Uh, no, uh, I think... Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was a couple of years down the road. Okay. Like I think okay. he had one or two in between this and the thing. I wonder I wondered about For, that. it could be some foreshadowing. He could have been thinking about it. It could have been it's, I think it's one of those I, I I not when I was doing this, but I feel like in other things that I've watched, I feel like that's one of those movies that for him was like a big deal. Like he really loved the movie the thing, which oh, is why yeah. he included Clearly, it in the first yeah. place. So if the opportunity came either on his own or if it just came up naturally that, hey, does anybody want to redo the thing? He's like, yeah. I, Have I either do. of you watched the original the, the Thing, The Man? What, what's the title of the movie? The whole title. It's not The Thing. It's something else. I have not seen the original. No, just um, Kurt was Russell. Was it like... Uh... No, not the Kurt Russell thing. The the yeah no I know the yeah, the black and white the thing thing where they were that you saw in the movie here. I wanted to say was it like serpent or something something. I don't remember what that name was. I mean Jimmy Stewart wasn't in it, so Adam wouldn't know. I have no idea because of that simple <laughs> fact. You throw Jimmy Stewart in that, I got it. <laughs> oh for sure, you've got that. You've got that DVD. Oh yeah, <laughs> the thing from another world. Thank you, thank you. So Are now, we now we're having, yet? <laughs> we're babysitting. Okay. We've we've got issues. There's issues out in the, uh, the laundry annex. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I, I was just questioning a laundry room. By the way, that that's like a Lindsay's shed. family. Okay. Yeah, it's a laundry shed. Hey, can we could we have the laundry detached from the house? That would make it really convenient, like if it's raining or something. To be getting clean clothes from that little shed I mean, if, and bringing them into the house. If you live in California, that might be a nice thing. But if this Haddonfield, this is Illinois, in Illinois, Haddonfield, though, Illinois. Now, White that's Michelle, where at, I know Rob. you're familiar with Illinois. It was snowing today in Illinois, Ugh. and you went out to the laundry shed to get the laundry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I said I'll never get to the laundry shed in this weather. <laughs> you really you actually up. cried that out. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> so. Okay. The, we got the laundry shed, 
And at this point, I'm like, okay, is is the laundry shed just in disrepair, or is Michael intervening here where she can't open the door? She's stuck in the laundry shed. She's attempting to get out through some alternate entrance exit that's blocked by silage. I mean, right. I mean, isn't it obvious? Annie has a big fat ass. I mean, well, that that, <laughs> that leads directly into my into my next thing. Um, is it appropriate to see your babysitter's ass? Because I, you know, yeah, I I have I have babysat. I don't know. Appreciate it? Yes. Why was she not at that wearing point, a bra? It one yeah, she takes off her like shirt at one point. She's not wearing a bra. It was seventies, uh, man. Oh, you're right. Okay, okay. She'd burned it well, before. Okay. She she you know I, I she did. Was, uh, she was out protesting the night before. She doesn't have any. Okay. I think it was kind of a thing for younger people, for younger women, not to wear bras with certain certain tight fitting clothes. I mean, I know Cameron Diaz doesn't wear a bra usually in a lot of her movies, but like, you know, is that a thing? I need to know is that a thing? We should get her on the podcast and ask. I I will say when I when I was in high school and if you were wearing like something that kind of held the girls in place, I didn't wear a bra. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Wait, let me let me light a candle here. Let's let's dim the light. <laughs> let me pour I, a little cognac. Mean, you know. <laughs> I, I was you. certainly not oh. well endowed. I feel like, I, honey, you know, females that that had a lot more going on. Are you probably honey always had a bra. On. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, as you were, well, Adam. Clear, clearly, Annie. I mean, she spilled a small amount of uh, butter on her clothes, and therefore mm-hmm. I had to wash her entire oh, outfit. She probably rubbed it in. Right. It was just man. As one like, does. Hey, you know, that's just a thing. It's that's just proper laundry care yeah obviously so she's so she shouts in the house and says hey i need help i'm stuck and and Lindsay comes out there opens the door with ease mm-hmm. which is why i was like okay what was this was there something here blocking it was michael yeah. just toying with her well, she was because, like you locked yourself in here's my yeah, babysitter Lindsay's the stupid. dumbass let's, let's let's not beat her on the bush he's pretty stupid <laughs> there's not a lot going on behind the eyes no, I well, I think they kind of convey that we've got we've got rowdy teenagers and we've got little kids that just stare at TVs. That's true. Yeah, she was a bit hypnotized towards that uh, and, black and, and now white it's movie. Time, it's something. Though. Now it's time to go over to Tommy Doyle's house. Okay, let's go. Let's leave. Let's leave the house. Hey, you know what we should do before we leave the house? Leave the TV on because we don't care about the environment at this house. No, no. Let's just leave the TV on. <laughs> Not okay. very green. Whatever, walk across the street, and, and and she gets she gets a uh, a shawl. She puts a shawl on. It's like you're not wearing pants. What is the shawl right. for? <laughs> Got to cover the shoulders. I want to be obscene. Like oh yeah, I don't want anyone to see my neck. What? This makes no sense. I mean, nice no. legs, An- nice legs, Annie. I'm just gonna say, not too bad. Nice hair, nice legs. Oh. Nice butt. Better, yeah. Better hair, decent butt, nice legs. Yeah. Butter smells good. We, okay. <laughs> we got we got things going on here. Things we do. The game is afoot. So she goes. She goes to drop. She drops Lindsay off. Now Lindsay and Tommy can watch the thing together, and just kind of zone out. And she goes. She goes back across the street. Goes back in the house. 
oh, guess what? The TV's off. That should have been a clear sign. Something's mm, wrong. I know, but she's, she's yeah. a Did horny, you turn the TV off, horny baby Annie? Sitter, no. Yeah. Not very observant. That's I'm just like, oh, my gosh. If you pay attention to your surroundings, you're probably not going to die. Yeah. That's a general rule. It's damn kids, I tell you. So she's going to go pick up Paul. We never get to meet Paul. That's that's one of my huge laments of the film. We never got yeah. to meet Paul. Paul has a and, nice voice. And Paul never seemed all that bothered that he never, like, nobody ever made it to pick. It was like, nobody, he didn't, he was like, hey, where's Annie? She was going to come pick me up. She's probably dead. <laughs> that never happened. Third right. one this week. So, so she goes to get in the car and, um. And then Michael strangles her with one hand. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like that was long in the tooth. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It got it got weird. I was like, I feel like at this point she could just kind of skedaddle. Uh, well, like I was thinking, is is she gonna make it out of here? Because it doesn't seem like he's getting it done. Oh, because I've 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 watched uh, like documentaries on serial killers and and as people do in in 2020 that's one of the things yeah. we do we watch documentaries about people that murder other people all the time uh-huh. all the time strangling someone is typically one of the uh one of the means of killing a person that takes the most doing like you really gotta you really gotta want to yeah. strangle somebody to do it and it takes some doing to get it done this isn't yeah. a one-handed affair casually in the back seat of a car right that's not how and you strangle not, a person. Let's not lose sight of the fact that she had spilled butter on herself before. So she's a bit slippery. She's slippery. She's slick. She could she could slip away at any moment. She could have popped right she out of there. But but didn't he didn't he finish her with a knife? Didn't he like kind of stab down or something? No. Mm, that part's hazy. On that? I'm a bit I, hazy she, on that fact. I was I thinking was, he did because I, I remember thinking, God, where did he stab her? Because I thought it just like went down if he did i was honestly distracted by the fact that she had abandoned her babysitting duties to go meet paul like she just dropped off this kid across the street yeah right i mean i would never recommend this babysitter to anyone else ever dead or alive no No. (laughs) i don't know how she didn't repeat business here no i mean i'm not saying that she deserved to die but she did but and and then you have then you have that uh you know she just kind of does this you know Almost like cartoon death where like her tongue sticking out of the side of her mouth and she's a little bit cross-eyed. Like, have you, that's not how people die. That's what I'm saying. This this movie's pretty tame in the, in the kills as compared. I did look it up and it says he slit her throat, but I, I, I don't, uh, I felt like I had confusion there, which obviously you guys did too. Yeah. I think so. It was, it was not a very straightforward kill. No, I mean I know it's early on in his in his career at this, but it's I mean, number two for him. I mean, come right. on! No, no, it's not. It's not number two. Well, since he escaped, it's, since he escaped, yeah. So he killed. I mean, he he, he killed, killed. He, he killed, killed his sister. The, he killed the dog. He killed another dog, and he killed her. He that's, killed it. That's number. No, four. he killed a man. He killed the dude who's, oh, dude. who he, he had did. the he red truck. The, co- the, over, the coveralls. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Forget about that guy. He killed a grown man, and and struggled yeah. that long with a teenage girl. Yep, this is his first babysitter kill. Well, like second, you're going backwards here, man. Kill. Yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. Let's see here. Then what happened? <sighs> tell us, tell us more. <laughs> so let's see. So uh, then, me. then I think Bob's up. 
Let's see. So here. is it time oh, we, for Bob? We did, well, we did we did have a quick we checked Fucking back pervert. in with Loomis. We had to check back in with Loomis real quick. Oh, is this when Loomis those, scares the kids? The kids are out front of the old Myers <laughs> place. And Loomis was like, you know what? I'm good with kids. Watch this. Hey kids! He, gibberish! He really, he really throws his voice. Like, what? But you know my favorite part of that scene is like the like lingering shot of him like so satisfied with himself. Oh, he's real like I I said <laughs> Loomis really gets a kick out of scaring children. He's very satisfied did with himself. Did they have did they have to linger on that for so long? I'm really glad it's one of the highlights of the film. If yeah. you I mean if you're me. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty And good. then immediately Sheriff Beckett scares him because I denoted Sheriff Beckett does not get as much of a kick out of scaring Loomis as Loomis did scaring the children. <laughs> and there was no like uh, jump scare screech, no. screechy, screechy sound effect that they would know. Nope, he just nowadays. The sheriff just showed back up. Hey, hey, what are you doing over here in the bushes shouting at children? Yeah, you crazy what man. What the hell you doing? What is man? this? You have a gun, right? So like, <laughs> is that regist- Oh, you have all the proper documents. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> He keeps it in a lanyard continue, around his neck. Continue shouting at children in the dark. That <laughs> should be fine. And now, now Bob and Linda are here. Here we go. The Belchers. Mm. Okay. It's it's been a while since I've seen Bear Booby. We gotta we gotta get. We gotta well, get, uh, what I, what I denoted, what I denoted at this is, uh, uh, Bob never shut the van door. Yeah, he did not. It's he just seven. left the van door too. like what. That's careless. It's the set. Also, right. nobody. I think Bob's an alcoholic. Probably. And he's, he's at least exhibiting early signs of it. Yeah, they and had, then, they had cup holders that could that could hold uh, a can of Bud, for sure. Mm-hmm. They, that was uh, advertised. And then you you cut up to, uh, I I don't know if it's uh, if it's the parents' bedroom, if it's a guest bedroom. That's never really fully. Um, oh, they were doing it in the parents' bedroom. It seemed thought, like yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Michael likes to the watch. the most exciting way I, to do it. <laughs> one, of, one of the things. parents' bedroom. <laughs> well, one of the things about that that I had, um, that I had, a, a, I said, why is there a carved pumpkin on the nightstand next to the parents' bed? <laughs> oh, God, I did not notice that. There is a carved pumpkin with a, with a light inside on the nightstand right next to the bed. It's like, <laughs> what? That's normal. <laughs> what is, what is that? I missed that too. I guess that seems out of place. Yeah, it does. Didn't you don't, didn't you mean to put that on the front porch? That's that's typically an exterior decoration. Not hey, let's put you know that uh, you know that gourd we carved the other night. <laughs> yeah, the one that's currently rotting. Why don't you put that next to the bed? Huh? You know, well, maybe they did that in the seventies. Maybe it was an indoor outdoor this, thing. This is pretty pre- glad I was born in, in the eighties. Haddonville, that's what it is. It's pre-Yankee Candle, right? You can't, you don't get those like pumpkin scents that you you had to actually actual carve a pumpkin to get that scent. Yeah. You had to carve a pumpkin and get it warm with candlelight. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to give off the essence. That's an effort. That's right. (laughs) It's going to put people in the mood. (laughs) Nothing like carved gourd to get people in the mood. Warm right. pumpkin seed juice gets a natural lubricant. <laughs> so uh, then you have you have Bob, Bob and Linda uh, getting getting busy as they as they said in the seventies. Mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. they were getting busy, and uh, they they finish with their activities. 
and Bob's going to go downstairs <laughs> for guess what? More alcohol. Right. Bob's right. an he alcoholic. Did this to himself. He's yeah. got a problem. Yeah. He needs to talk to somebody. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Bob, you were driving with an open container in your car. You were clearly out of your mind because you didn't shut the other van door. You left your car as an open container. Yeah. With exactly. Your car is an open. Oh, my gosh. And the sheriff. Well, he's just waiting for the sheriff to show up because nobody else is going to investigate it. The sheriff has to. Right. So Bob goes downstairs to get some some more alcohol. And, and when he does that, I was like, I, you know, we're not, again, we're not privy to whether or not Bob has been in this house before, uh, but he's very comfortable in his kitchen in the pitch black dark. Mm-hmm. He's maneuvering the, the kitchen. He, he's, he's maneuvering very uh, seamlessly in the pitch black dark as though he knows the layout of this kitchen. Like, oh, I'll just go for the drawer over here because that's where this is. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Bob's just really familiar with this house, or right. you know, if it's if he lives in a similar house, if it's the same builder. I don't. I don't know. They don't. I think it's they don't pervy senses. That's what it is. Like spider senses, but they're pervy. It senses. could be. It could be. And then, um, and then Bob dies a horrible, grisly death. <laughs> he gets stabbed yeah. against the wall. <laughs> Which I, I mean, I, I do. I do take a little. I do take a little issue with that. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, the the mechanics of it. Seem a little suspect. It doesn't you know, because there's a good yeah, possible. I, <laughs> you know, I I thought about that too. It's like that's that blade's got some reach on it. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's a it's your average uh, kitchen kitchen knife, mm. mm-hmm. and and there's a good part of that knife still visibly sticking out of his abdomen. Right. And how tough is and his yet, skin to not just, you know, right ease on down. Right. Well, and. Just kind of holds up there, and he—I mean—he clearly must have gone right into, uh, you know, a stud or a support beam. Good point. Yes. That wasn't just a weak drywall right there. That, no, that had to be a load-bearing wall right there. And I—if I, whatever the brand of those particular kitchen knives were, they did not get enough mileage in advertising because people should know our kitchen knives could literally hold up a body against a yes. wall. When well, you know it wasn't a Gensu because he would have slid off a Gensu. Yeah. He'd have cut, yeah, he'd cut shoes with those. Filleted him. <laughs> right in half. And then, then you have the iconic the iconic scene when he goes back upstairs dressed as a ghost, puts on a Halloween costume. Again, you're seeing that whimsical side of Michael Myers that we've come to know and love. Mm. Well, he's double masking it. Yeah. Good Which point. I, I did. glasses on the outside. Exactly. I mean, I, it's like a triple layer. Like I felt like he was letting her talk just so he could find where she was. <laughs> he was using sonar. It was an unnecessary yes. amount of layers at this point. Because I said, yeah. can Michael see well enough through Bob's prescription glasses to kill Linda? Because I don't know right. what kind of... through his mask, yeah. through the sheet, like, and then Bob's prescription yeah. glasses. Michael's it's... just showing off at this point. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's hot-dogging it. And then... Um, then he kills. Then he violently kills Linda, and she's dead. Yeah. She tries. She tries to call uh, Lori, and uh, and then it just sounds like an obscene phone call for a moment as <laughs> Michael is murdering her with a uh, with a phone. That's how I call for help. Right. And then I, I just it. have, then I just have Michael use telephone because he kind of held oh. the phone up to his face. He's like, 
and he just kind of had this like he, as he's mine he's like michael used telephone <laughs> and he just seems really kind of special there for a moment like oh i've just strangled her with this i wonder if i could call somebody yeah like one time he saw his mom use a phone when he was a kid yeah he i mean he could hop into a station wagon and negotiate 150 miles of uh of highway with ease mm-hmm. but the telephone well, what is this sorcery yeah how does this work what the Alexander Graham Bell is going on here? That's good. Yes. <laughs> That's history and science <laughs> tied into one. So then then we get Lori. She's heard this phone call. She's a little suspect. So she calls back to see what, what's going on. And what I really love about this shot is the fact that from inside the living room where she's making the phone call, you can hear the telephone in the house across the street ringing. Yeah. And you're like, what? Wait, what? How can really I hear loud, the telephone across bill. the street? Yeah, well, that yeah. is, mm-hmm. I mean, if, but if that's, if that's the state of things, you got to hear everybody's phone ringing all the time. Like that would be the most annoying neighborhood to live in. Yeah, and people right. complain like, about oh my gosh, nowadays. It doesn't make sense. I mean, since we're talking about like, um, non-realistic phone behavior. Yes. There, there's a scene earlier in the movie when, um, Annie or someone calls Lori and she picks up the phone and no one answers. And it's just sort of like a dead silence. Oh yeah. She, she hangs up and then one second later the phone rings again. And then it turns out it was just Annie. Like she didn't hear like nobody can dial a rotary phone in one second. Like that's old lightning fingers can. (laughs) Annie lightning fingers. One, 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 one. Like it's not possible. Right. She, she greased up that rotary dial. Wow. I hated that. that. I hated really that. I, I was like, fuck this movie from here on out. There's a I lot don't... of continuity errors with phones yeah. in this. Okay. Fair that, I mean, it was not a strong, it was not a strong point for him. We do. No. I'm going to cheer you up though, because at this point we get a cut back to Loomis <laughs> and you know where Loomis is literally the exact same place he was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Still standing in the bushes. He's really bored. Fortunately, fortunately, at that point, you know what happens? He happens to glance across the street and see the station wagon uh, that he was he was riding in the night before. Yeah, he was there the I, whole time. It was He's a good it was a good that thing street. that he didn't do that a half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, or he might have saved some uh, some teenagers' lives. Right. So he he just he happens to glance. He's like, I should probably move now because it's been twenty minutes and I've literally been standing in this one spot for no reason. We're wrapping so things then the kid, up. This movie's coming to a head. Yeah, we're coming to a close here. We're 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 getting to the we're getting to the end, the finale, the grand finale. Uh, so the kids, yes. the, we cut back to Lori. The kids are asleep. What's Lori gonna do? Lori's gonna leave them in the house by themselves. Like, hey, kids, yeah. you're you're probably good, right? I mean, again, I'm it's the seventies. Go. You don't you don't close your van door. You you just leave your door unlocked. There's nothing to worry about. Your phones are loud. They got loud phones. <laughs> I'll hear. If, yeah. So she 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 takes she she takes the keys, and then walks out the door. Does not lock the front door, even though they've specifically shown her taking the keys. Goes across the street, and oh no, uh, bad things have happened. Body propping. Yep. Michael's been yeah. Michael's been at hard at work. 
Yeah, Michael really like, oh. he really set the scene, didn't he? He went to a lot of trouble. He, oh my goodness, he was. I mean, he was so ready. I mean, he can like choreograph some bodies <laughs> like nobody's business. You really can. Well, and what I what I really appreciate is I don't know if he just kind of like if he had put the tombstone somewhere kind of local to everything, or if he, if he had already brought it with him to that house. Right. Because, I mean, he was like, all right, let's do this upright, guys. Let's, all right, we got the, all right, so we got the I mean, he hasn't been tombstone. dragging it behind the station wagon. We yeah. know that much. He put it on a keychain and was just swinging it around. Just do, do, do. I was like, I'll just take this giant headstone with me everywhere I go. Yeah. And so he puts, he and, puts Annie. And he's doing it all with such speed. Oh, he is, you know, lightning fast. He, he carts that thing around nearly as fast as Annie dials a rotary telephone. Yeah, nearly. <laughs> the two are on par. And so we see Annie again, still dead. And she's in the bed with the headstone. Do we I don't know to if see she's another supposed... shot of the nipple? I, I can't remember. Probably if you zoomed in. Okay. <laughs> HD, you probably did. Yeah, if you're if you're HD in this, you might have got a you know, little something there. Right on. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, so, I mean, you know, for Mr. Skin purposes, I got to know. Right. You just want to, I mean, you want to be accurate. Accuracy is important. I'm a stickler for these things. Uh, so we get, we get that. Then we see, then we get the, the swinging Bob. Bob's back. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, and I was, I felt like I, the Bob being speared to the wall was pretty impressive. Yeah. And then to be like, well, not enough. I'm going to move him. Yeah, he's like, ah, what if she doesn't go down to the kitchen? Damn it. I wouldn't touch right. him. If I was able to do that, him. I probably wouldn't touch him. Well, and he, he swings. He swings more than I feel like physics would allow for. He just keeps swinging. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. It's like, okay, Bob, we get it. You, you're limber. Whatever. Maybe that's from the stabbing. I don't know. And then right. then, and then and then poor Linda. Linda's just No, wait. I'm sorry. You know what it's from? It's what? It's from the alcohol. That's true. That's true. It's just like when they're in car wrecks. They're so limber. That is. They don't get. Pliable. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's extra pliable, <laughs> and then he just, then he just, it's, it's kind of like, okay, you, you got this grand finale, and you just shove Linda in a little closet, like, uh, a no, nothing, what, whatever. So, I mean, she, well, all the effort was put into yeah. the door opening easily. Yeah, should she make that quick turn, we're gonna need this door. That was his focus. So he was he was ready for that. I'll give him that. And but he, then, he was right. He was absolutely dead right. I mean, he, the, the way he things worked. She out. did exactly what he anticipated mm-hmm. she would do. He's a genius. All all the way up to the moment when he needs to stab her and kill her, yeah. and then it's just a nervous. huge whiff. Like really, she doesn't know yeah. you're there. She doesn't know you have a knife. All you got to do is stab her. You stabbed a man through the through his body into a wall. Just he moments ago. Physics. He yeah. choked. He choked. I was like, oh. It's it's like the Chicago Cubs in the postseason. Zing. And I'm yeah. a Chicago Cubs fan. I just, I've seen that so many times. Just you get, you get to the show, get to the big show, and then you mm-hmm. whiff when it's important. It's a lot of pressure, man. <sighs> just a lot of pressure. So then, Supposedly then he knows Lori, this is his sister. He's got it. He's got one shot. Just like in one the shot, one opportunity. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> exactly. He's just vomited. <laughs> so then, 
Lori goes tearing out of that house. And unfortunately, uh, Lori forgets how doors work at the worst possible time. Lori's kind yeah. of a doofus. Did you guys notice how she walked? Like how like dorky she would walk throughout the movie? I, I don't know what it is. She had a real like kind of walk throughout the movie. <laughs> well, like, I think she was, you know, I think that was her character. She was supposed to be the, you know, girl that couldn't get a date to the dance. Is that what it is? And her friends were all like, we're going to go have sex <laughs> fucking all the time and our titties are going to be out. Lori can't even handle a simple cigarette. No, no. she can't. she's like coughing up a storm. I mean, come on. Come oh, on. I forgot my chemistry book. Son of a gun. Yeah, but this is no Come surprise on, that she together. she would she would stumble across the the street like that. Yeah, so doors difficult. Oh Waking yeah, waking up oh, Tommy difficult. Yeah, <laughs> she's like ah. Oh. You know, remember when I didn't lock the front door and now I can't open it? Oh. And, and then, then Tommy doesn't even like acknowledge the fear and the screaming that his babysitter he's like yeah yeah it's just like what's the man what is it i was sleeping yeah and tommy doesn't understand urgency in an emergency (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh shit tommy man that's nice that is nice i feel like that's my kids (laughs) come on tommy get it together like tommy was all over the place earlier, like, ah, it's the boogeyman. Ah, he's, he's just shitting himself. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, somebody's outside screaming your name, throwing things at the house. You're like, yeah, I'll get there. Hang on. A potted plant. Oh, Come on. Asshole. I made that in art class, damn it. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, so then Lori comes inside and she's an emotional, she's a basket case. You know, she's just witnessed three f- people she knows have been murdered. Yeah, she's she's so, earning that title of Scream Queen. She's mm-hmm. she's over there and she's hiding behind the front of the couch, which just as a word to the wise, if you're ever playing hide and seek, hiding in front of a couch is a really horrible place to hide. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can see you from anywhere yeah. in the room. Right. <laughs> she was going for the That's old not where like, you hide. you know wouldn't expect it angle i guess you know like the last place she would expect to find me is hiding in front of a couch yeah and so then michael i put a lampshade on my head before i did that yeah (laughs) i mean you pull a scooby-doo hide and i mean like i'd dress up i'd dress up as a pizza chef and try and take michael myers order (laughs) yeah I just take yeah, put on a fake good. mustache, like, oh, what's a pizza you like today, Michael Myers? And be like, oh, who is this? Is like, certainly not the guy you're trying to stab. So Michael comes in and tries to stab her again. Guess what? Doesn't work. Mm-mm. No. Now Lori has the knife. And she thank gets, God and she hangs on to that knife. Yeah, it's a good thing that she hangs on it for another four <laughs> seconds. Takes a quick breather. Oh, good. That's over. Oh, my gosh. That was really rough. Let me just throw this knife on the ground because I'm good now. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, then, oh, who's back? Who's back? Yep. Loomis, full-on casual stroll mode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm moving with a mild sense of urgency. He's like, yeah, he's like, wait, let's see how how this goes. Yeah, I was like, ah, he could be anywhere. I'll probably find him if I just slow and steady wins the race. That's what they always say, right, guys? I mean, he stopped he's got to scare a pack or two of teenagers along the way. He, he's got that hand in the pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, oh. That's how sprinters do it. 
hands. Is in that the a chapstick in your pocket, or are you just it's, happy to see me, Doctor Loomis? It's a classic sign of urgency. Hand in pocket. <laughs> yep, hand in the pocket. Casual stroll. And so then, uh, then uh, Lori goes upstairs, and for some reason, uh, Tommy with a standard uh, size door frame has French doors, which I just mm-hmm. didn't understand. I was like, what? These two doorknobs in the middle, and they open in. What is what? Right. The hell kind of architecture is going on here? But uh, she's she's letting the she's letting the children know. Um, hey, I want you guys to I want you guys to leave the house. It's time for you guys to go. Go down to the Mackenzie's house and call the police. And Tommy, I, I need right here, buddy, right here. I need for you to understand this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So game face, get your shit together, Tommy, and let's get this done. And then he casually walks down the stairs again. Right. He <laughs> once he gets to the, the door, fuck on out of there. That's what he does. <laughs> once he gets to the front door, I'll give you one good loud scream. Yeah. But that's it. And thankfully, thankfully, Loomis is just kind of meandering about in the general vicinity. Hears the scream and starts to move slightly faster. So <laughs> he picks up the pace. He should he should be there relatively soon. I yeah. think. Yeah. I don't. Just as Michael's getting stabbed with the end of a hanger. A wire hard. hanger. That's hard oh, to yeah, pull off. Oh, yeah, that was off. a Those weird. Those things are flimsy. That was a weird scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like, you've, I feel like you've got to lean into it if you want that to really get into you. You know? Like, somebody's coming at you with a wire hanger end. I feel like you've got to be like, I'm going to lean into it to kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like, you got to get through the eye hole. Think think if it would have been one from a dry cleaner. Those were even flimsier. I was like, that's not yeah. even like a real hanger. <laughs> no. But she nails him right in the eyeball. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, he, you got me. He fell for it. Was like, I tried to, man, at that point, I feel like he's, he's like, game's got to recognize game's like, hey, I tried to stab you at close range twice and totally biffed it. I gotta, you I got gotta me. give Michael credit, though. I know, we're, I know we're making fun of him here, but he did not fall for the old open the windows psych, mm-hmm. you know, like the old juke move of like, oh, she went out the window. Yeah. He turned like, right no. to the doors and crashed through. So, like, I mean, Michael. I, you got to give it to him there. That that was a pro move. That's well. I think what it is is instinct. It's a it's a classic family move. That oh, yeah. he is like, huh? No, 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 no. He's got. If the I was instinct, in, yeah. If I was in her position, I would do this to throw me off. She probably didn't go that way. But he still didn't see the wire hanger coming. No, he didn't. So no. she she one upped him there. Yeah. And then Lori takes the mask off, and we get to see his special little face for you know a, a quick second. Right, and and I had completely forgot that you got to see his face. I was like, no yeah. way. Saw it's really fast. It's really fast. But it did look slightly off. Yeah. And and I wondered what happened in the hospital to cause that. Yeah, there should be a report because as a yes. kid, he looked like a fair, I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, he looked like a normal kid. Yeah. No wonky eye, no weird yeah. face, none of that's going on. Right. And there's a lot. I mean, stung by bees. If you watch enough Dateline, y- you know that that things happen in those places. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what's going on out in Smith's Grove? So then, finally, our our reluctant hero arrives, 
and just shoots the shit out of out of Michael. <laughs> just starts firing. Just, yeah. just let me just go to town here. Yeah, he just closes his eyes and points his gun and shoots. Like really, I mean, he kind of got lucky. A lot. <laughs> well, and I and I, I know at this point, like he knows that Michael killed the one guy, but that's it. Like Michael, he Loomis doesn't know that he's killed a lot of people. Yeah. And right. his first his first thing is not like, hey, Michael, remember me? I'm your doctor. Let's talk about this. Like, no, just I'm going to shoot him. I'm just going to shoot him and shoot him and shoot him. He wasn't going to take yeah, any chances. I didn't chances. think about that. Yeah. He, he already knows that he's pure evil, right? That's what he likes to say. Yeah, yeah. he did say that. He's pure evil. Black eyes. And then Lori starts. She, she has her little breakdown. She starts crying in the closet because she realizes all of her friends are dead. And she's going to yeah. have to make new friends, and she's not really good at that. No. This is going to be tough. It's a School's small be, town, and plus too. Be like, mm-hmm. I mean, who really wants to be I mean, like, oh, yeah, I want to go and be Lori's friend. Remember all of her other friends that were murdered? No. And they were the cool ones. <sighs> Though, and, yeah, it's like, because it was kind of like, I mean, she was kind of, you know, punching up there like, yeah, should Lori really be hanging with this crowd? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. No, she's pretty. She's pretty. Uh, she's pretty uh, plain Jane. Yeah. So it's. I mean, she just. She knows in that instant. Oh man, school is just going to be a nightmare going forward. This is going to be so rough. We gotta. You. You're. You're glancing past. Like I know. In all fun, this, this is fun and games. But like, you're really. You're. You're glancing past. Like, I think anyway. Maybe. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm ahead. Of, maybe I'm jumping ahead too. But uh, the. The. The part where. Um, we think Michael Myers is dead in the closet and he raises up and you just see like his face. That was a oh, cool, yeah. that was a cool It was a scene. lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of core used for that sit up. <laughs> he was, he's ripped. Cause he was just straight back sat up. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he was good he to didn't go. like rock himself or anything. He just popped No, he up. didn't pull himself up on his elbows. Mm-mm. He just was like down he made that core connection, belly button to spine. Ooh. Complete sit up. Also, he was <laughs> shot several times and fell out of a window onto the ground. That's and true. That's that true. didn't. That also didn't kill him. No, because he, he got up. It didn't kill him. No. He got up and left. He wanders away. <laughs> well, fine. He's like, yeah. all right, fine. Then. He he got he got out of there a lot faster than Loomis would have. I think his clearly. feelings were hurt. Really, if you think He's about like, it. Fine. <laughs> clearly, no one wants me here. <laughs> I'll get out of your hair. Oh man, that's that's kind of how it ends, right? I mean, that's that's and then it, yeah, then that's it ends, it. and then it's like, oh, but he's gotten away. What's going to happen in the sequel? Yeah, and then yeah. in part two, it kind of like don't don't you get the first couple minutes of part two is like the last couple of minutes of part yep. one? Yeah, because you get the you get the heavy Michael Myers breathing, you get mm-hmm. that, and it makes you kind of wonder: Did he have asthma? Probably. <laughs> was it a lung hit, you know? Yeah. Could have been. No, because he was breathing like that even before the the, the shot. He was breathing like that a little bit throughout the movie. Well, he's very out of shape. The mask. I mean, he has a strong core, but he's out of shape. Yeah. Think he about... He couldn't run a marathon or anything. Mm-mm. Think about how that's compounded now. It's, I mean, you're talking, okay, it's a good... 42 years later so he's he's in his upper 60s um upper 60s yeah. known respiratory issues he's Shot, a, co- he's a high risk COVID. yeah <laughs> like um 
this guy this guy better be wearing a mask he better be quarantined yeah because you might have been shot set on fire you might have been all these things but you ain't seen the rona well done adam and man wait that wait is well done yeah man that's wait. halloween Way to way to drive us it's through. It's a good one. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. This, this is a classic movie. It's very Halloween. I don't. I don't. Um, it's funny, you know. Like, I don't have like a specific memory of the first time I saw Halloween. Like I do a lot of other movies. Do you, Adam? Do you? Do you? I know this is one of your favorite uh, horror movies. Yes, and, and it is. It is like the the grandfather of the you know would be slasher flicks that you know like later on like so many other movies would try to to copy uh you know yeah there would there would be like a dozen or so halloween movies to follow but i mean then you also had like friday the 13th and and nightmare on elm street and a whole bunch of others when 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 were you introduced to to halloween can you can you remember um let's see we lived on 12th street in minnesota uh so i was probably I uh, would have been at least what nine, ten. Oh wow! And I know the I know the first time the first time I saw it, I was on cable, so mm-hmm. or I was on just regular TV. So it was it was edited for time and content. So there were mm-hmm. there were I mean there were certain parts of the movie that I was not privy to until years later. Yeah, the nudity. Um, yeah, yeah. But exactly. um, and the, and the Brad. curse and well and and you know just really being able to frame Brad as an alcoholic, um, that didn't come till years <laughs> later. Or Bob, I'm sorry, Bob, Bob was an Bob was completely yeah. cut um, out of all of the movie. <laughs> Bob, Bob, I mean, like, Bob clearly had a problem, and they just didn't address it really straightforwardly enough in the film. Um, but it was, the, the thing about Halloween for me was, it was like the first time we had ever, like, it was on TV, because I think my sister would probably say I made her watch it or something. But I remember watching this, and then immediately into Halloween 2, uh, and it was just like, it was like the first time I remember seeing like an actual horror movie. Like I'd seen like kids, kids, scary movies, but I was like, this is like a real, a real to do here. Like this is an actual horror movie. Mm -hmm. White machete. What what about you? So I was actually older. I think uh, my first experience with scary movies was Friday the 13th. But, um, yeah, Halloween. I don't know how that that like got past me, but I think I was like in fifth or sixth grade by mm. the time I saw that. That's still pretty young. Which yeah. I was. Well, I mean, I was young, but I saw those other things when I was too young. Yeah, like I think I saw The Exorcist when I was like eight. Wow, that movie's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's what yeah, happens when sucks, like your parents. <laughs> Your your parents, you know, like I was uh, the the kids, my parents' best friends, their kids, they were all older than me. Yeah. So you're like exposed to stuff you ought not be exposed to. But Halloween, I I did not see that until I was, you know, I was probably twelve. But um, by that time I was like just devouring all all you know that was like the scary movie yeah. time to be oh, like yeah. yeah let's rent scary movies but um that sounds about you know right. what watching this one i'm not even sure i saw this one because as i'm watching it i'm like man i do not i do not remember this i feel like i must have started with halloween 2 cuz mm. i remember Jamie Lee Curtis but when i was watching her in this i mean of course maybe i saw it 
but none of it was ringing a bell. They probably blend together it. a bit too, because like when you, you know, yeah. a lot of times like you'll have these like thirty nights of Halloween, like you you can see like Halloween on like Freeform and shit nowadays. It's like not that right. big a deal, and they'll they'll a lot of times they'll play Halloween and Halloween too, like back to back, and uh, yeah, you you could get those mixed up because of Jamie Lee Curtis. And I know well, like, it's straight and it's straight continuity too. It picks yeah. up immediately where the it really left does. Off. It really does. That could yeah. really that could really it's mess same, with your the remembering. doctor's the same. There's he won't die. That crazy Loomis. That. He's still Bad, running about. Wacky Loomis. Love that guy. Cool. I was just curious because you know, like for me personally, like I, I couldn't. I it was. It's weird that I couldn't. I can't pinpoint it. Like I can so many other iconic horror movies. And I gotta be honest, yeah. like Friday the Thirteenth is similar. Like I don't remember the first time I saw Friday the Thirteenth, which leads me to believe I must have saw him later. Yeah. Like I I remember seeing movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, Young, and uh, Child's Play, Young, and some Stephen King movies, Young. Like I have specific memories of seeing those flicks, but Halloween's one that I just don't. And I know I've seen it numerous times, bits and pieces, you know, on on cable made you know edited for television or otherwise but right it is funny it's just like a ubiquitous movie that you just take for granted and uh but it, it's it's fun it's a good movie it is it is it's definitely like yeah that's a classic i guess that it's very appropriate it is it, is. <laughs> it pretty much is we timed that just right it's almost <laughs> like we planned it <laughs> weeks in advance almost <laughs> Well, we didn't plan it. Why, Michelle? Thank, thank you so much for for joining us, Adam. Well done driving. You're you're you did a, you did an admirable job. Uh, job job. Yeah, <laughs> you did an admirable job. <laughs> I've had a few drinks. Uh, driving driving us through. Uh, and and I apologize for the many uh, interruptions. That's just how I roll. <laughs> you know what? We had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. gonna. I think people the the listeners are gonna are gonna get that. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, because that's all the time they're gonna we love have. it in Vietnam. We have no more time. Yeah. I was gonna say they're gonna love it in Laos. So, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna love it in Laos. <laughs> See, they're still using the rotary dial phones. They're like those oh, crazy Laotians. So weird about that. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> well, for for uh, myself, I've been Ron Avis. Uh, I've been Adam Peterson for the most part. And I, for the most part, and I have been White Machete. Happy Halloween. See you next time. And her friends were all like, we're going to go have sex fucking all the time and our titties are going to be out. (laughs) 